What's happening, weirdos? Uh, sorry for the bad audio quality here in the intro. Val and I took a little day trip, and uh, I didn't bring my equipment, so I'm recording this on my phone. But rest assured, this episode sounds great. This intro, I don't know. It's gonna. It sounds all right. I hope. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, this episode is the Local Natives, one of my favorite bands. They uh, sat down with me months ago with Taylor and Ryan months ago, months, months. The reason this episode has taken so long to come out, uh, it just got, it kept getting pushed back before COVID and then COVID hit. And then for a very long time, it just seemed so sort of weird to, not good weird, like bad weird, to put out episodes that weren't addressing what we're all going through and what the, the climate of the of the world is right now. So we, we put it in favor of new episodes, but Here's, I guess, it's like another world. It's a blast from the past. We were sitting on the same couch, uh, talking. Katie was there, too. That's four people in a room. It's a wild, wild thing. So listen to our carefree discussion of uh, eating ice cream and getting coffee and going to the Mall of America. I don't really remember what we talked about, but we weren't worried about infectious disease. So this, hopefully, it'll be a nice little break uh, to remember what that was like. This and every episode is brought to us by our friends at Charlotte's Web. If you're feeling a little stressed, highly recommend their Calm Gummies. They are the makers of the finest CBD products in the world. Go to charlottesweb.com slash weird. A couple of people pointed out that the uh, website wasn't working. It's now charlottesweb.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY19. Uh, as you guys know, I only promote products that I actually use and truly love. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we have our friends at MeUndies. I got to check. What am I? It's like a lavender. I wish I was wearing a more fun pair. But the point is, I heard about MeUndies on another podcast that I was listening to. And I realized I was a grown man. And my underwear drawer was uninspired, uncomfortable, and unbefitting of my lifestyle. So Val and I did a complete underwear overhaul both of us it felt so good we got rid of everything we owned all the holy weak wrist uh, weak banded uh bad underwear and just did a top to tails me undies overhaul not just pajamas but uh pj not just underwear excuse me but pj pants as well and i gotta tell you it's made a huge difference they are the best fitting funnest most fun soft softest underwear i've ever owned in my life Five times softer than cotton, I've heard. Micromodal fabric. And ask yourself, what underwear are you wearing at this moment? Is it making you feel like you're sitting in a heaven cloud? No? Then maybe you should reconsider, like me and Val did. It is wonderful. You can even sign up, as I did, to a MeUndies membership, which is a monthly subscription that sends new pairs with fun, and I mean that. They always put me in a good mood. Fun, funny, interesting patterns, or just lavender, like I have on now. Right to your door to make sure your uh, undies drawer is always stocked, fresh, fun, and ready to go. I also highly recommend their lounge pants. That has completely overtaken my PJ drawer. They have sizes from extra small to 4XL. So this is for everybody. You want to show your support of this show and do your do your booty a favor. You get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee for 15% off free shipping go to meundies.com slash weird that's meundies.com slash weird 
Speaking of wonderful things for your body, I've also just been turned on to something called Tahitian Noni Juice. Tahit Nonju, as I call it, as I call it. It's made by our friends at Noni New Age. uh, Noni Juice, Noni specifically, is a plant-based superfood. Obviously, it's a plant that is shown to boost your immune system and your overall health, energy, and vitality. It's been used for thousands of years in Tahiti for its medicinal properties, but now I was skeptical at first. They have published and peer-reviewed studies that show clinical double-blind trials with placebo that show four ounces of Tahitinonju twice a day, which is what I've been doing, increases your NK cell count, that's your natural killer cell count, by 30%, 30%, helping your immune system stay powerful, 30% more NK cells. It's a little sweet. It's a little tart. Tastes a little bit like pomegranate juice to me because they they kind of uh, blend it with blueberry juice as well. 275 nutrients and phytonutrients, including key vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. I take it in conjunction with a supplement they call Cell Defense, which is clinically shown to help your body fight inflammation. Inflammation, of course, being one of the horrible arbiters. Can I say arbiters? Of so many ailments. Usually, a bottle of Cell Defense and a one-liter bottle of Tahitinonju is a hundred bucks. But for listening to the show, you can get both for just forty dollars and show your support of this always free podcast. Go to noni.newage.com/weird40, n-o-n-i.newage.com/weird40, and get yourself some Tahitinonju. I think that's it. That's all I got to say. Oh, and we're going to listen to a song. For those of you that don't know, as if they're here, I'm sitting in my car. They're, they're not here. They were here, Taylor and Ryan, who I love. They were great. We're going to play a track from their newest album, which, as I say in this interview, is my favorite of theirs. It's called Violet Street. Start listening right after. Get on Spotify. This is one of the hit songs from that record. It's called When Am I Going to Lose You? We're going to play that, and we're going to roll right into the interview. Be good to each other, guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, stay sane, and get into it. Local Natives.
Keep it cool. Right. Cross promotion. Yeah. Because I listen to the Loke Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want them, Ryan? No, I'll go for it. We can trade off halfway. Yeah. <laughs> We're very. Um, We're very uh, democratic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you oh, get along wonderful. as a band? Or are you guys like staying and moving the symbols? Remember the drummer from the police would move the symbols so he wouldn't see Sting's stupid face. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, must, that? you must know that. Yeah, I've seen that. Have I've you seen heard that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some like footage of them fighting, and they're all wearing like short shorts, and they're just like going at it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like yeah. Starsky and Hutch when they have the yeah, tiny exactly. uh, towels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so the, funny. The best one is the Eagles one. We're on stage. Yeah. You say you yeah, say that. No, one. they're just like on stage and like singing Taylor, some like feel good nice song. Giving it to the man. He he watches every music <laughs> doc. He knows yeah. everything about I love that. music docs more than music. I oh, love really? I don't like sports at all, but I love sports docs. Okay. But I love music. Music docs I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's what no, I do. Please. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh great. It's yeah. great to be here. Great no, to we, be here. We know. We've been we've been prepped. We are um, honored to be that's, interrupted. That's part of the PR prep. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna interrupt. <laughs> Constantly. That's, if he's not interrupting, that's a problem. Right, right. There are episodes where I stop interrupting. Look him up. That yeah. means you're just bored. It's yeah, it's yeah, not okay. a good sign okay, if okay. I'm just like, uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think the perfect expression of music is in a music documentary where they tell the stories. It's the storyteller vibe and like somebody dies and all that stuff. Anyway, I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I love them. I can't watch them. What do you mean you can't watch them? I can't watch them. It's like um too well, close maybe, to the bone? Yeah, way too close. Really? It's, yeah. It's but like going wanna... through Instagram and seeing... Well, what about we watched you know, the Metallica one and you had a good which time Which one? There's fantastic. several Metallica the, uh, ones. That some kind of monster? monster. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite one. That it's, one's pretty it's so removed. It's stock. What does he keep saying? Whereas the Eagles one, that could yeah. Could and, it, be and if we don't have solos, it'll market to this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> Unbelievable. From, his name's Kirk, right? Kirk yeah. is so reasonable and he's sweet. So, so he's nice. also right. so soft spoken, and he's yeah. correct. What's wrong with a solo? Yeah. And they're like, we want to be modern. It's yeah. Metallica yeah. cutting metal, their hair. They wanted to be. They wanted to be horrible. new metal. 
horrible. And then and then he makes the perfect point for people who haven't seen this movie that if they like they don't want to make it sound dated to a certain time, and he goes, "If we remove the solos, we'll be dating it to this time," which is like so, so hyper conscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. like, "Don't you see?" <laughs> and now that that movie's old, he's right. Completely. We correct. now know that Kirk Good was job, right. Kirk. But anyway, go on. So you were saying oh, about I mean, the Eagles? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, see, I yeah, interrupt, just like, but I, I no, keep they're playing part. some like. Uh, politicians rally and they like start playing some like feel good like soft rock song and yeah. then they just kind of keep backing up off the microphone like a few feet and he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> like, like, I think During he says the show. Like, he's like as, as soon as I get off stage I'm gonna kill you oh you can see their lips and the whole thing and I they don't really think, hate each other if you listen to this podcast uh, maybe you already know this yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I love having to keep a song going while some emotional component <laughs> is unfolding I didn't know that like you just found out your wife's leaving and you have to like play in the fucking B-52s or yeah. something like you have to you have to rock, be the xylophone player yeah, for yeah. Rock Lobster right. and you're just like you're so sad just keep but the feeling beat it. doesn't do you, stop yeah. Yeah. you have to keep going how do you channel that that like find Rock song. Lobster yes. oh, or how do you how do you <laughs> weave how it do in you, yeah how There's do you like haunting about Rock Lobster I'm sure that there could be <laughs> Any, if your wife just left you, you any song out. Yeah. playing out of a phonograph in a haunted cottage is is scary. <laughs> like you guys playing softly, like yeah. your biggest hit. It doesn't matter how upbeat it is. Playing softly in a phonograph. Yeah. Do you guys get along as a as a as a rock and roll band? Yes, we're the opposite of the boring. Those. I, know. I know, really. I'm just kidding. No, it is. I'm glad we're the it's, most boring. I think it shows, but it goes back. So Tay, you don't want Tay. You don't. That's want what we call him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm already yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. we're on the or same. Or Tay Mango. Tay Mango is his other name. Tay yeah. Mango. Yeah. Tay is your Mango. last name Mango? No. No. It's related to nothing. Oh, Mang. I used to say Mang. I think it's related to Mango from SNL. Also. Oh, oh yeah. Chris Kattan. Well, Taylor, you, you know, you guys settling one, on Kattan. He used to be also known as One Beer Tay. So he would just get like pretty, pretty wild. And on one. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of still the case. <laughs> yeah. Is it because yeah. you? Well, that could go two ways. One, because you're not a big drinker. Two, because you're such a big drinker that your brain knows where you're going. And it's just like, just give him a blackout now <laughs> for survival. <laughs> One beer Put him down. Put him down. No, I'm not a huge drinker at all. It just has to do with my low tolerance for uh-huh. substances. See, okay, so you don't watch music documentaries, but no. you guys are so clearly like a modern band in the way that I'm. I think I'm a modern comedian, meaning I'm not going out and blowing rails at the comedy store even though there's a there's a piano made out of mirrors in the green room for cocaine purposes it's but is that there. happening still regularly in the comedy world among certain that's circles. a good question i don't think so because it's not happening in in so music, it wasn't at least you guys that evolved it's just the, the whole, whole scene. industry the whole scene is just responsible respectful yeah. you think so Loving, you don't think so. hard work. Well, we keep bumping into like old any old guy you meet in the music industry. Like, yeah, has just, yeah they've got all Brain the same not slow stories. They tell them over and over. Yeah, and it's there. just like that was a different era. A lot of acid. yeah, yeah, a lot of that. That reminds me of um, Wanderlust, where Alan Arkin is. I think it's Alan Alda. Mm. Keeps telling the same story, and and Jordan Peele goes, "Thank you, acid." <laughs> it's just like he's just gone. He's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Gone. But you guys, it wasn't you that decided to be sweet, clean boys. You just the scene became sweeter and cleaner. 
Do you I think mean, it's... I feel like we were even sweeter than the sweet scene. Yeah. Like we, you know, we're as sweet, clean as they <laughs> as they came, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, isn't that good Ryan for... and I met when we were twelve years old. Ooh, yeah, sweetie, clean. And First we were, day we of playing, seventh grade. We were playing Runaround Sue. What? In your garage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that a game start? or you were playing I thought you were going to say, no, I remember. <laughs> now uh, you be Sue. <laughs> Run around, Sue. <laughs> no, I remember first day of uh, first clean. day of seventh grade. I walked in and sat next to you and we had to build a bridge out of uh, paper, paper clips. to see how many pennies it could hold oh, before it right. fell over. Like, this is the intense, like, rock doc <laughs> stuff that you want to hear. That, yeah. Yeah. Our origin <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. But isn't yeah. that good? I don't understand... Especially nowadays, mm-hmm. to be a modern band, I yeah. don't think you can do it and have a serious cocaine habit. I feel like, don't you feel? I feel like when I watch early SNL, for example, I'm like, some of these people are incredible, and some of them, I'm like, I don't know if they would make it today, right? Because things have all evolved. They were great for the time, mm-hmm. and there's no disrespect there. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's so many bands you can't be fucking around. Do you agree? I don't know if I do. I, I feel like some people seem to be able. The head and the heart yeah, are big yeah. cokeheads. <laughs> More no, like the head and the it. nose. <laughs> no. I hope they're listening to this. Oh, they know. listen. Yeah. The head and the ears, they listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, come on. The ears are part of the head. I like this. You guys I must like get your na- uh, yeah. local natives is a fun one to yeah. play with, but I'm not going to do that. We're no, I like when you said Loke Nats. That was Loke good. Nats is all right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't think you've gotten that before, but I'm trying hard not to give you guys anything you've gotten before. No, no, I appreciate it. So where were you when you met in seventh grade? We were in Southern California, Orange County. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Affluent? <laughs> um, you, guys, you guys like... You guys loaded? Ryan, Ryan no. <laughs> you guys loaded. Ryan more than me. We practiced in his garage, but I think it was it's like upper middle class, but not the Orange County... Every, when we went to college and we was like, I'm from Orange County and everybody saw the TV show. Right. I right. haven't seen it. I'm basing it on just Great. working I haven't in Orange seen it County. Either. Yeah, Every yeah. time I'm in Orange County, there's a lot of like champagne popping. Really? <laughs> yeah. See, it that seems. was not like, uh, it was always stressed about money, but oh, like really? it was a good, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, middle class. Well, upbringing. the, the, the church class, we went to was like mega church, like, uh, do you know Rick Warren? Uh, like uh, Saddleback Church, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah. It's his. <laughs> he wrote the uh, Purpose Driven Life. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah, it was like yeah. that. That vibe. Our church had That's the, like best selling book ramp. of the world, right? Yeah, it, it had volleyball courts. What's a skate ramp? A skate ramp? A, s- a oh, skate a, park? A skate ramp? An escape ramp? I thought you said an escape ramp to get out. I'm just saying, like a straight Mario Brothers. Dude, they did have a fake like Sermon on the Mount hill, and then like a tomb that you could go in. Yeah, from the parking lot. It was no. wild. So there is a little of that. Was oh, purpose driven life guy the pastor? Yeah, he yeah. still is, and he still is. Yeah, yeah big time. And we would go drift. regularly until my family just moved away like two years ago. But I would go every year for Christmas. Still. Really? Yeah. Wow. Taylor sort of converted me. He suckered me into it. Remember, because ch- the church camp oh, was so amazing. Oh yeah, Christianity <laughs> in general. <laughs> Wait, is that I true? Yeah, I still feel bad. There's Alter a friend call. that I yeah. saved. Yeah, you saved. See, I, yeah. and when I saved him, and it was like kind of reluctant. I think we talked about it. It was Earn. Earn was the 300th episode or yeah. whatever it was, and so he's my best friend. And, and I and we both got saved, and then we both got married, and then my wife left me, and I went off and got. 
crazy, and he never got to have a crazy time because oh, yeah. I sold yeah, him yeah, yeah. early. Yes, not that he, obviously he's very happily married. He's a wonderful family and stuff, but right. he never had like a rock and roll. Well, not a a seventies rock and roll. Right, style. exactly. Right. Yeah, but you you saved, saved Taylor him. and or no Taylor I know, saved I Ryan. Did. I pulled Ryan into you know? Did you ever do church camp like out in the woods? We do retreats. Yeah, no, this was like this was like mostly no, paintball. Like a, week. a week paintball ropes course uh, skateboarding on dirt. Like it was pretty fun. So yeah. so fun and so spiritual and amazing. <laughs> and we were twelve. By yeah. the end, it was a good vibe, right? Yeah. Oh, they, so getting, it sold me. Getting close, yeah. and then I and then your whole family. Right? Oh yeah, and, and then, then I got the, all the yeah. all the Hans. Wait, that's your last name? Yes. Yeah, the Hans. The Hans. Okay, like Attila. <laughs> yeah. Han. yeah. Not Han. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the Meng guy. Like Attila. The, Ryan the Huns. It's from yeah. the guy that says Ming. <laughs> <laughs> He's questioning my Han use. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So you liked it. Oh, man. I remember What's those retreats like? being intense. Right. right. A lot I, of soda. I remember like, getting very, very silly on soda. Oh, yeah, man. And then a lot of sermons. Ice and cream a lot of music. Sundays. Is this like, are you guys like Brandy? Did you like find music in the church? No, but we <laughs> did play. Ryan ended up going to Pepperdine uh, University in Malibu, and we did play a Pepperdine University concert as local natives with Brandy. You did not. We did, yeah. yeah. You played with Brandy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we opened for her. We yeah. opened you for opened Brandy. For Brandy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is It was so unexpected. <laughs> it was strange. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the Battle of the Bands we did there, too, where it said, local natives ekes out a win. Like that was the headline in the school really? paper. Yeah, we nice. barely, barely what beat. What does that mean? I think like the other band covered like Outcast or something and like mm. crushed it, and everyone oh was on their feet. God. And like we lost. I went to UCLA and we played Spring Sing event, and, um, and we lost. We're just, Wait, what does that mean? All these embarrassing things. What event? What is uh, uh, a Spring Sing? Is like this huge. It's like colleges have typically this big show, and like every the whole college comes, thousands of people. Yeah, and there's musical competitions, and it's like a big battle of the bands in many categories. So we eked out a win at Ryan's college, <laughs> and at my college we lost. Yeah, you eked out a win. We eked out. A I'm win. enjoying this very much. Yeah. I remember doing comedy contests. It was very similar. Really, where there wouldn't be a guy doing covers. But there would definitely be somebody doing Outcast the comedy. Well, they're doing like the hits. They're, they're doing, doing like the, hits. the, the and they would have yeah. a competition and be like, "Which one?" Yeah, it was horrible. Really? And how it's did you fare thing. in those? I always came in second, except maybe like once or twice because I was a sweet, clean boy. Uh-huh. So I'm going up and I'm doing like bad Jerry Seinfeld impression. It was all right, but I'm like toothpaste. Uh, you know, you could use it for other things. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, we came I up like with a it. bad Seinfeld vet last night. Val and I went out last night. What was it? And he's like, um, when people go, and that's really saying something. Uh-huh. You don't have to say that. <laughs> if you said something, that's saying something. <laughs> you don't have to say, and that's really saying something. Yeah. You can say nothing, and that's really saying And you know what? <laughs> that's really saying something. Like, we were just riffing on it for so long. So I'm basically doing that. Yeah. And then this other guy who I was always like synced up with, like when you're going grocery shopping and you keep seeing the same person in the same aisle, like me and this guy were always in the top two and he always won. And he had some really, really funny, but very, very, very is this dirty high stuff. High school, college? This is right after college. I was like 22. Okay. And he would smoke me every time. And there was a weird thing that if I went after him, you ever get that phenomenon where like if you go after, because you guys are like, I don't know, well, I don't know how to put that without sounding like I'm complimenting myself but let's say you're more textured more subtle than maybe an outcast cover band more Mm. more uh 
layered. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't want to just we say opened, better. Um, for Diplo. Uh huh. Is that related to what you're thinking? Sort of. I think so. Continue with your point. My point is, I, yeah. if you go I know after, then everyone's like, "This is right. This is this is who we are." Mm-hmm. But if if Dirty oh, Guy went after yeah, me, yeah, yeah. you'd be like, "What are you talking about? Party time is the best." Yeah. But if tra- Party Time went first, and then I was like, "But we can have a fun time just with Soda Pop." Everyone's like, "Yeah, let's give it to Soda Pop Guy." I it see. really made a difference with where you went. Yeah, right. right. I have to imagine that's the same in a, in a Battle of the Band situation. You don't want to follow. Oh the crowd pleaser. You well, don't this, want to follow the people more that to brought do a lot of people. Now, probably with like festival yeah, lineups. Festival culture. Now, because we only did a few battle bands. But now, right. festivals or if we're doing a co-headline tours, you know, opening for a certain band. Did you right. ever, did I, you ever like change up, change up your set at all for that moment? You're like, oh no, I'm going on Play before the Party Guy. Now you I ever, would. You but do. back then I only had like You were seven like, minutes. stand to like, my values. I'm not like... No, there were no values. It was like... I have ice packs, <laughs> and then I have retainer, and then I'm going to close with uh, the bus. Right. Do you know, so like we, except for our high school catalog, which we probably wouldn't remember, we know most of our catalog. Do you remember, what percentage of your catalog do you have? That's a great question. Sometimes someone, uh, a, a very dear professor of mine, will text me something that I said. He did it this morning, and I was like, mm. I don't know what you're talking about. So that'll happen. Okay. But like, if you bring up a joke, there's a good chance if you give me a couple minutes, I'll remember it. Yeah. But sometimes I'll see a band and people want them to play an old song, and I'm like, I don't know if they know it. Like, I don't. You guys don't probably That's, don't yeah. listen to your old shit as much as maybe we are, right? Why would you? No, it'd be you know, crazy. Once a year. Once a year. I listen once a year. Really? You do it on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. Not planned. But just approximately once a year. You'll he, give it a listen. He does. Yeah. He does. You know what I he'll do? like? He'll be like, you know what? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like he'll like listen to it and give me a report because he knows I don't listen to it ever. Yeah, right. I can't zero zero yeah. listens. But sometimes if you're do if I'm you can tell by my Spotify mm-hmm. if you look at my what I'm listening to on Spotify if I'm listening to myself it's because I'm going to a gig where I have to be clean so I'm listening oh, to my old stuff and going like oh yeah remember but it's so weird that it's in you mm-hmm. I have to imagine if you started playing a song. That maybe the whole band wasn't ready to play, mm. like that thing you do style. <laughs> it's too fast. <laughs> I know it's, he just played with the tempo. It's too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody uh, would kick in. Yeah. Because it's in your muscle memory. Yeah. You have to. It's imagine. in your body. Right. Yes. So you met as children. Mm-hmm. And then when did you start tinkering with the, with the two tones? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, if by two tones you I mean, don't know what I mean. Yeah, I'm I do. Guess you mean guitar with the six strings <laughs> yeah. and the four strings and the and the kick. Oh, drum. I with, didn't know what you meant. When did the kick drum? <laughs> what did you think he meant? Drugs. Other like people in the band. Those are the two tones. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you guys are the band. Uh, you guys are the people that started the band. Forgive me. I tried to research. Your no, Wikipedia no, no. Page it's is right. like. The local dad has put out a record every three years. Here's the record. You got Planet of the Apes. You got Banana Pajamas. You got, hey, look over what here. There's a guy you falling off the cliff. That actually sounds, I'm pretty sure, much better than our actual Wikipedia yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. If you would just read our Wikipedia page after this. Yes. Oh, no, I, I, I did read it. No, I want but, you to oh, in that it. voice. I oh, want you to rewrite yeah, it. Please well, rewrite they got it. The, in ape, a riff. the ape one. Yes. <laughs> 
That would give me great pleasure. What I'm uh, saying, none of your names are hyperlinked. The, my goal of this podcast is for you both to have independent Wikipedia pages. Ooh, we can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't know shit. So far, we yeah. know now that you're from, because it says you're from Silver Lake or like you're based in Silver Lake. Yeah. yeah. So we're neighbors. But like, there's no they're from Orange County. There's no they met when well, we they try were to chillers. bury that information. You're Dillon-ing it. Yeah, we're like, no, we're from Los Angeles. Uh, we are cultured <laughs> members of society. And there's no yeah. mention of being at a skate park with the Lord. Again, no. buried. It's hard to skateboard <laughs> well, in sandals. Talk, yeah, yeah this might be the most we talked about. This would be the first I time. I love yeah. it. I'm, Which I'm is so honored. exciting. Yeah. I'm honored to get the sclus. I mean, so, we... Yeah, I would... Do you think we must be the smallest like guest you've had on here as far as uh, Wikipedia links go? I don't, <laughs> like, I don't think so. I almost so. Like, have a complex about award it. Home. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's that. true, especially with music. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm putting down shovels and rope, but I have to think you guys are on a similar level with shovels and rope. Who? Shovels and ropes. Shovels See, you don't ropes? even know who they are. Boom. Oh, okay. Boom. Good Good music doc. Shovels no, we don't and even I need to see that. Yeah. Oh, boy, I just ruined it. The, the shovels and rope are yeah. both listening, and they're like, fuck you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was at a Golden Globes party, and I met the guys that made um, the Peanut Butter Falcon. And then they were, they told me they listened to the podcast, and I was like, I have to remember that. I'm so I openly shit only on the morning show and the Joker. Those are the two things. What what else? Oh, that's it. Lately, because they might be listening. <laughs> Shovel the Road probably are listening. They're a great band, and you should yeah. check them out. Did you go? To but the they Globes? did the podcast. I'm only trying to make you feel welcome. Okay. I didn't go. No, no, I do feel welcome. You, yeah, you've done a, a great job at that. Absolutely, I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I hope so. So let's tell the story because it's never been told. We <sighs> the camera pans I, to a well, fire. I was going to go. Yeah, totally <laughs> straight to Ryan and I giving a speech together our senior year of high school oh boy on apologetics <laughs> on creation which on is, creationism which is the um scientific proof yes of christianity yes it's defend it's the art of defending your faith the i could never have evolved from nothing it doesn't make it's sense too there's complex. too many complex parts it's that come t- together there's 21 parts of the i and they oh, have no. to be evolved together simultaneously there's no possibility wow. that they could have gone one by one which isn't true <laughs> but we told our class oh we were so fired up man was, like yeah wow. it was like it was like our english yeah. class or something and you were allowed to talk 20 minutes about anything, anything. you wanted so we're like anything. we're gonna pick we're that, gonna go yeah. all in oh my uh, god we were, we were very deep. and you did it together yeah. together so you were super lidge and you were like yeah. kumail used to have a bit about that where somebody a young girl one she had a creation science exhibit and mm-hmm. it was just a jar filled with nothing yeah and she was like i had a jar filled with nothing and i left it there all week and there's still nothing in it and that was her <laughs> proof that like it's like kirk cameron says like his proof of god is a banana because a banana like look at you peel it it fits in your hand perfectly it's like look and, wow. and like people that know shit about bananas are like well first of all that would been modified like bananas <laughs> in the wild they're like that no shit about <laughs> the size of yeah. donkey dicks yeah. and like yeah like chiquita has gone in and spliced that so There's many so times. many things yeah yeah <laughs> the Chiquita woman herself goes wait in what's and the seinfeld it. where he's like he's like toilet paper hasn't changed in my entire lifetime or something they're oh, like oh wow oh no there's more colors there's different plies and he's like the point stands <laughs> going with jerk store uh, there are more different yeah. there are more kinds of no but i do remember that being actually probably the most climactic moment of like being a religious person because after that i think 
a Mormon kid went and did the same thing. And I remember at the time being kind of, you know, judgmental. He couldn't like, follow you? Well, he, no, I was like, I was like, man, this sounds crazy to me. What's he talking about? You know? Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, people think that about us. Wow. And then I'm like, am I that like fundamentalist guy? I and then it. that kind of like started this like it did? unraveling. On yeah. that day? Well, because I went to school, <laughs> I went to Pepperdine after that and took all these like, you know, history of religion classes. Yeah. And I was like, Wait, the book of Genesis is sort of based off the Sumerian creation yeah. myth and we actually don't know who wrote Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Like it's like yeah. it's all like man made like it, it all started like falling apart from I feel like that moment. Wow. Maybe, maybe I'm drawing too direct of a line, but That's what it felt like that was a big moment. I remember yeah. when I was in Israel studying there were a lot of Mormons there also visiting the Holy Land. Same Holy Land. Mm-hmm. And I would go around although this is their Holy Land too, I guess. Because remember, they're Jesus came. Oh, right, 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 yeah. But anyway, so the way that they seem goofy to us, it, that's mm-hmm. such a brilliant point, because I yeah. was walking on the beach, and they had a guitar. They looked exactly like us. Yeah. But they were singing some goofy Mormon song yeah. <laughs> to my ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like some song I had totally. heard, and I was like, these fucking weirdos. Yeah, yeah. And then I sat with my camp, and I was like singing about dolphins and Jesus <laughs> riding on them. And it was like, no, you're the weirdo yeah. as well. Like, th- why is that any less weird than what they're doing? And it's not. Totally. But that is an important moment. Mm-hmm. We just, you guys bonded first in your faith. How did you save Ryan? You saw just, him going down the wrong path? Fire, yeah. You were on fire? Yeah. You were oh, on man. Fire for yeah. the Lord? I was. Yeah. Because you're family. And now you're going to Purpose it Driven. It was so genuine and in me. I, I remember even after that, because I think mine went a few years later and yeah. my kind of decline. But I remember being like 18 years old and I was flying across to Europe for the first time. And I was alone. I was on this plane. And you might remember from your first time being on a plane, it's kind of like an insane experience when you're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And I had this thought, which was, you know, if the plane went down and I died, like, I don't want that, but it would be better. Mm. You know, it would be better than this. What, because of heaven? Yes. Oh, okay. Isn't and that weird? it was yeah. so comforting, like in that moment of, well, I'm alone. I'm in the middle in an air, 30,000 feet above an ocean. And it was so incredibly powerful and comforting. Wow. So, and that was at 18. So it was in me, that was in me for pretty long. Yeah. So you really, that it's really interesting that you took that way because most people believe in heaven or think they believe in heaven, but still will like, Really, 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 really fear death. <laughs> like, really, really not. Right. There's that. I say. No, I had overcome, which you is don't why. Overcome it. Oh, and I'm interested in your perspective because I know you know with Rob Bell and yeah. Richard Rohr, and and there's kind of this like desire in in me, and I feel like in us and most of my friends who grew up Christian to find like we had well, this you peace. Miss, you miss and some it's of gone. it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just now it's oblivion. Oh, like I was like enlightened i had like beat the fear of death you know right in my youth and now um now it's like a much crazier world well it's funny i was listening to old richie Rohr just this morning i try and start my day with old richie mm-hmm. and he was he was talking a little bit about that and the narcissism of of belief like we've made this individual achieving faith that is like it is in the exclusive business of saving individual souls right and as soon as you think of yourself as an individual you need your 
Like you're the main thing. You're the point of this. Mm-hmm. Remember that feeling as, yeah. as young oh, Christians yeah. that it was yeah. like it's all you're kind s- of all eyes are on you. Yeah, it's Big Brother, you're the protagonist. Don't steal of the that. universe. Yeah. and and you didn't steal that, mm-hmm. and now you're good. And and even you on that plane going like if it crashed, it'd be fine. There are kids on that plane. There's yeah, old people. Totally. There's unsaved people yeah. on that plane. Right. But we're just kind of like, what if it crashed? I'm good. And I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. you're a sociopath. I'm saying that is how I would have been too. I'd be right. like, yeah. I am good. And that is what happens. It became this very personalized yeah. thing. But when you really zoom out in any spirituality, you see that everything is nudging you towards a collective. Mm-hmm. So like the idea that it's not really as about you as you think it is, that you were always home, that there's nowhere to go, and there's nothing to be afraid of. And that's what Richie says is like, it's just this overwhelming sense of okayness. Mm. So it's not this test. It's not oblivion. Yeah. I mean, oblivion is is sort of a, an interesting idea. <laughs> the Buddhists would say that's wishful thinking. That's I've said that many times before. Thinking that you're going into nothingness. Mm. Buddhists that's would wishful say thinking. That's, 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 that's enlightenment. Yeah. Like thinking that you're going into nothing is enlightenment. Uh. Like because you're so out of it that you're going to go back into the void. Mm-hmm. Is there heaven? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like that's what ha- everybody happens. Yeah, like, they're like, no, yeah. you have to work really hard towards that, and you're going to be reincarnated. That's until so you amazing. Can liberate yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. But I, I mean, like, whatever you're looking at, uh, I mean, except for fundamentalists, and, and and there's a lot of them in this country for sure, and other countries that are saying that you're fucked, or hardcore materialists that saying you're nothing. The real right on mystics that I enjoy are saying like, "Don't fucking relax." This yeah. Every, you're fine. So then there's you, also like there's also like a heaviness to it. I feel like when we were growing up, there was this like existential dread almost. Like for you're like this young kid, but you're like thinking of like heaven and hell and oh, like your God. soul. Oh, yeah. and, like you're battling. I mean, for like, souls. You know, it's heavy. I, it's very. Heavy. I read. I, so I read your or I listened to your book, uh, and there was a few moments that I just like totally related to you. I think there was one where you're like at the pool and your dad says something like, look at those girls or something. And yeah. I don't know, you're like, thou shalt not look yes. upon a woman or yes. something like that. I say, father, and, and you've committed an yeah. adultery in your heart. Yeah. And he and goes, that's for married people. Yeah. And I'm like, you're married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I have you. Uh-huh. But you're this kid. You're like, your dad's like, God, what is wrong with my kid? Yeah, you know? Because you're know. just like taking it so seriously. You know? And he and didn't like, know how to say, like, I understand your earnest desire mm-hmm. to understand these things. Yeah. But also it's okay mm-hmm. to be young and to be appreciate right. beauty and to appreciate your sexuality. That's what Rob said. He, he said he read my book and he was like, I wish somebody had just said mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. Totally. Like you're okay. Like yeah. it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You're, it doesn't have to be lust for me. It was lust, but it, it could be your anger. It could be your pettiness. It could mm-hmm. be your narcissism. It could be your addiction to power, your addiction to love, your yeah. addiction to affirmation, whatever it might be, your addiction to specialness. There are all these things and they're all sort of in the system mm-hmm. and it's okay. Like I wish somebody had been like, I wish I could be like, yeah, those the, those were beautiful girls. But I, I was so conflicted with myself that I had to be like, well, that leads to hell and that's the only thing that matters. Totally. When I went to Israel, I got rings that said um, eternity in Hebrew because I was like, what is the point? Like, I, I was probably like you guys. I was yeah. like, what is the point of being cool here? Because mm-hmm. if I'm on the plane, it crashes and then I'm fine. What's right. even weirder, though, is then we wake up and what is heaven? It's just forever goodness. Yeah. There's no mystery yeah, yeah. to figure out there. So you still exist, mm-hmm. but you know that God exists. But you never in heaven go like, well, what is God? How, how did God exist mm-hmm. before anything? Like, what is going? You'd just be fine? You'd just be eating ambrosia? I think so. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. really great. Yeah. I think it's just fantastic <laughs> but all I mean, the time. Like, 
the problem with that is obviously we all know this you only know fantastic because you felt horrible mm. and as soon as you have fantastic you have to have horrible otherwise fantastic just becomes your normal any drug user or any food addict or mm. any caffeine addict knows this mm-hmm. like it just becomes the new normal right. totally. in fact the way that the three of us feel right now would be high to an ill person mm. and yeah. we're just like this is fucking normal yeah. and that would happen but we never really played those games that's what mm. I thought philosophy was philosophy ended up being way more like wordy and very heady i just wanted to be like somebody to walk me through like so heaven is just forever singing with god that never gets old and you're like <laughs> yeah. no there's new songs every friday <laughs> yeah <laughs> and brandy's there but my brain still <laughs> allows for that because it's infinity yeah, but you can't you can't like figure out infinity. You don't know what that feels like. Why like, am I arguing for heaven? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because I I just think hypothetically, I'm kind of defending uh, our youth's idea of that. I guess because I I think the idea of infinity in it, I could see it really not relating to this like earthly shadow of I reality. I understand. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was it was really purported to be something. But then but then on the other so side though it's like if you believed in that and you believed in hell, eternal suffering for people, why wasn't there this like you know, insane emergency alarm going off? We have to save like everybody. That's like what blew my mind. I was like Oh, so no one else is taking this that seriously? Well, I we felt to, we like, felt that though. Yeah, we felt that, but then I'm like, oh, well all the people why isn't all like our parents or whoever, you know, that's like, why it unraveled. Exactly. That is the like, beginning. That's the beginning of the it. Youth and fervor. Yeah. Like you're young, you don't yeah. have that much going on in your mind. And I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm actually saying you're pretty pure. Right. Exactly. And you yeah. can receive this message. And then you do. I remember that was one of the first cracks in my faith was I was like, why are you a car salesman? Yeah. Shouldn't and you be, be working like, tirelessly? Yeah. Like, shouldn't all we do yeah. be like feeding people and just telling them yeah. because we believed in an on off salvation system. You either prayed the prayer or you didn't totally. And you either watched the Jesus film mm-hmm. or you didn't. And then you started to get like, there's what we say we believe in, then there's what we actually mm-hmm. believe. That's why I've said it a million times, but like the people down in Koreatown here in LA with the bullhorns, that's nuts. I don't think that's correct. Mm-hmm. But at least I believe that you believe it because you're like, hey! Yeah. It's in Korean, I don't know. But they're saying like, wake up! Like, fucking wake well, that, up! I that. always defend the the people with the sign and the bullhorn. Really? Right. Because I'm like, they're the only ones, like, everybody else is a faker. Yeah. Who's yeah. just like, I believe this. But, but like, that if was you do, thing that, you should like, be freaking out. Yeah. That was another constantly. thing that... Yeah, that constantly. like totally like broke it open for me was seeing someone like that in Santa Monica like just all the fighting they were like they were like just getting these verbal crazy arguments with people on the street and I'm like this is and you're like I can ugly. be in a band with yeah, yeah, or I can be this guy <laughs> yeah. in Santa Monica <laughs> yeah well what was it uh, I had so I had to take I took some like philosophy stuff in, in college and that was another thing I read uh, Kierkegaard yeah and he's talking about the night of faith like or like uh, Abraham you know being this like total like archetype of faith like he's gonna go up and kill his son mm. and we're all like oh such like a, a faithful man very good and then you're like very good if thing. you told me you're gonna kill your son i would call the cops yeah and like you're like an insane person and i'm like yeah i don't want to be the insane person i don't right. want to be that guy right so so are you it's still a, it's a chilling tale yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly so what i'm unclear on um is if you're are you still using Christianity and your understanding now of like our reality and yeah the cosmos for sure and how and how so not Christianity not not Christianity bro 
<laughs> Not Christianity, bro. Take this pill. Christianity. I like no, Christ. Character. Okay. This isn't supposed to be about me, but I'm going to put it to you. Yeah. Christ being a word for everything. When the Big Bang erupted, that was Christ. So Jesus is a person that realized his union with Christ. So when he says, no one comes to the Father except through me, he's speaking as the Christ. Not as Jesus, he's speaking as the Christ. And we've all been in that place. Some of us have. Some of us haven't. But you get into that place of deep interconnectivity, meaning the Christ is also what's looking out your eyes. That is the best way that I can put it. But why you could say, why are you saying Christ? Only because that's the story that I was raised with. So I have a psychological leaning. There's a that's warm, the story so that works. Why do people works. love Star Wars? Why yeah. do we keep going and seeing these? What I have to go back to my peanut butter falcon thing. These wonderful movies <laughs> <laughs> that are definitely important stories and not yeah. just made because they have to make more money. Yeah, they're important stories. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, JK. I haven't even seen the new ones. I'm just like, <laughs> but, but that's like, your argument for keeping it. I'm saying my relationship to to christ is is a little bit star wars but there's also something going on when i when i read jesus's words and when i more specifically when i hear from people why does it matter that richard Rohr is wearing like a frock Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just does we're a bunch of fucking Mm dum-dums and when you have the cross and that's what you saw when you were i love ritual so much well i'm glad because you're a human being and those matter yeah you know what i mean you guys make a fucking hour of sound and everyone's like people come up to you and cry and it's just a ritual it's fucking church what you guys do is church i'm not saying just you i'm saying those are it's the end of Avatar. It's a bunch of primates going, ooh, 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 and we get in a rhythm, and the yeah. beat of the drum sinks up our hearts, and we dance, and we clap, and we sing, and we and we forget ourselves. And when you forget yourself, who are you? You're Christ. You're 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 getting closer to base isness. That is what meditation is. Mm. When you stop thinking, but you're still there. So if you stop thinking and stop telling yourself a story, but you still exist, what is it that exists? If you stop saying, I'm Taylor, or I'm Pete, or I'm this, I'm that, mm-hmm. and I have to do this, but you just are quiet stillness, as I say my baby, luminous emptiness, you're just light and yeah. emptiness, what is that? That is what I would call Christ. It's what's looking out your eyes, it's what's in an atom, it's what's in everything. It's panentheism, as Richard Rohr would say. It's mm. not pantheism, God isn't... Not everything is God, but God is in everything. Mm, God mm-hmm. is the, is a metaphor for the animating principle of everything, even right. inanimate things. So, so you're using it as a boat to sail the seas. Yeah, it's just the window I go out. Yeah, yeah okay. who cares? Yeah. Another great Richie Rory goes. I believe that a heart surgeon is a hundred percent doing the work of Christ. Does he have to say? Or know that he's doing that? Who fucking cares? That's tribalism. He's one of ours. It's like your imaginary fantasy draft. We got him. He's a Christian. Right. Care. Or yeah. you guys, you're. If I was a kid and I knew you guys loved the Lord, I'd be like, well, local natives. That's one of ours. Yeah. That's yeah. Just ego, narcissism going. Okay, great. We can have them on this side of the wall, and on the other side of the wall is Metallica. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. What a fucking bunch of nonsense. I've been to a Metallica concert. It yeah. was wonderful. I yeah. forgot myself. Amazing. Or Marilyn Manson. Sure. <laughs> what? Talk about symbols. You want to yeah, yeah. get close. I, I Look, I haven't been to a Marilyn Manson concert. I can't speak to it. But I'm saying like going into darkness is another way to understand all of it. Right, right. Like it's not like let's – don't look over there. Don't look over there. That's like psychedelics. It's always like let's go on some terrible journey. What was the point of that? It's because it's like can you see – 
me in everything. Mm-hmm. Or as the Bible would say, if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So like, go to a Marilyn Manson concert and really trip out mm-hmm. on the idea that, in my worldview, that it is the the same thing that's animating Pope Francis is animating him, and that is all in the oneness, and that's okay. Right. As opposed yeah. to going like, well, this is evil. That's what he wants you to think. It's showbiz. It's yeah, fucking totally. Fun. Right. I don't know. It might be true evil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I don't know. But yeah. I, but he, I, I was mean, just he, watching, even evil uh, is part of the oneness. That's, mm-hmm. that's the real trip. I was yeah. just watching, um, well, I just watched Echo in the Canyon. What that? It's a the um, Jacob Dylan thing you made about Laurel. Oh Canyon. yeah, I watched that. And then I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Me, I've seen that five times. I know, I know you have. Okay, long time listener. You know who I met last night? Who? The guy who played Bruce Lee. That was oh, oh nice. sweet. Yeah, it was real cool. Yeah, dope. God. But uh, you just watch Echo in the Canyon. The two things which covered you know heavily like the same similar you know it's all the sixties. And then these two really different takes on it. And Echo in the Canyon was like the most kind of lighthearted version possible of it. And what's Pond Time in Hollywood? Is, David is Crosby just being like, yeah, man, it was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone, everyone yeah. just petty. You can buy pillows stuffed with my hair clippings. Man. <laughs> like, the, the, wouldn't you sleep in a David Crosby pillow? Yeah, that sounds nice. It might smell a little weird. Don't you think they should it. cut their hair? No, yeah, man. I think they Dude, should. You're Metallica. You're new Metallica. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, trim it. Almost cut my hair. '90s Metallica. That's you. Omg, yeah. you're some kind of monster. Oh no, oh, we're gonna bring in a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Work on the lyrics. So what was your point? Then you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. and uh, Which inevitably sends you on a Wikipedia page down the, the whole Manson murder because it's, you know, very cathartic and fun. I was... Uh, oh, spoilers? and Probably no spoilers. We shouldn't do spoilers. I I'll just like... say I was laughing Yes, at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Of course you were. Yeah. Laughing, yeah. like hysterically. And it's, it's like redemptive. Yes. So even though it's like Sling horrific. Blade, we can ruin Sling Blade. <laughs> yeah. Remember Sling Blade? I don't. There's an yeah. abusive father, and at the end, he kills him with a Sling Blade, and you're like, <laughs> like you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There is a weird. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. The end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is violent. Yeah. And everyone. Well, maybe not everyone, but most people that I know are like really into it and what's yeah. going on there. But he does the same thing in Glorious Bastards, and uh, he also did it in one other film, Quentin. Yeah. You know, where he like kind of changes the history and lets you mm-hmm. have a blast. I yeah. think that's with the violence. sort of like pointing at that idea that the universe is trying to redeem itself. It's, mm-hmm. it's arcing towards closure that doesn't mean everyone gets a first mercedes and everybody that's ever been murdered is Mm. avenged that's sort of like the (laughs) ego's version of it but even when you watch like a very simple version of just revenge i think you're sort of like yeah that's sort of a metaphor for in the long run so what tarantino is doing is he's redeeming it through a story Mm -hmm. and a story uh affects people's consciousness Mm -hmm. yeah so even though these murders happened in the movie, maybe it's different. And that changes how we look at the story. And you're talking about symbols and, and liturgy yeah. and church and costumes and the cross. And movies are a part of that. So you're, you're sort of, even though the facts of what happened remain, 
how we think about it is being changed in a pretty global way. Like a lot of people are thinking mm-hmm. about things differently, even though the facts remain the same. Right. And that is not a literal redemption, but there's mm-hmm. something going on where we're like, our agreeing that this is good is a mythic reinterpretation of it, which affects our psyche. It, re- it affects our our mm-hmm. uh, cultural subconscious. One thing I found interesting about it is how he kind of made hippies like the bad guys, yeah. which obviously was tied to the Manson thing. But in general, like the 60s and with Echo and the Canyon, it was like the hippie 60s and they're held up as like the ultimate heroes right. of like american counterculture right and in that whole film it was like no like these stupid God damn God yeah. Damn yeah and you love it whenever God he's like yeah fucking yeah. hippies so good we've he's already so quoted that good. so many times right yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic well, i think hippies you know i sort of i was gonna say i have a love hate i don't have a love hate with hippies but i do see both sides right there was this awakening mm. in the 60s but then it was sort of structureless mm-hmm. and it and it didn't have a lot of depth so even the Beatles experienced that. So the yeah. Beatles got turned on to LSD and they were sort of like, oh, there's a spiritual dimension. And they started meditating. It certainly affected their music. And then Haight-Ashbury and all that stuff started having just acid parties with bathtubs full of LSD and everybody's just tripping their balls and dancing. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not... It was George Harrison that said he went to San Francisco. Yeah, and, and he like, was super bummed out. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah you saw yeah. that one too. And he yeah. was just like, well, of course you did. <laughs> he was like, oh, this isn't... I've seen them all. It wasn't quite right, and un- it was so close to being something glorious. Ramdas would say that too. It was like there was this almost liftoff in the sixties, but like we weren't ready. Mm-hmm. He was saying that LSE was making us read chapter seven before we had read chapters one, two, three, four, five, six. So like mm-hmm. people like jumped to like yeah. this pretty deep level of right. spirituality of yeah. all oneness, yeah. And then they interpreted that to be like, well, let's not work and let's fuck each other in this van. Right. And that's not necessarily (laughs) the perfect expression of realization. I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. There were probably some really glorious hippies that were, yeah, I don't know. But then there certainly were hippies that were just like, just in the same way that there are hipsters, like fake, there are probably wonderful hipsters. And then there are people that just like, if I wear tight white pants, I'll get laid. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like that <laughs> yeah. works. I'm not a jock. I'm not a yeah. this. I'll be well, this. I'm thinking of it in terms of trying to then recapture this, this whole generation of that we grew up in, in this church and had this amazing experience, like so much community, so much time in the depths of spirituality yeah. and now being devoid of that, finding like a new way yeah. to reclaim it. Well, that's why yeah. I think you might find it psychologically beneficial to find people like Richie and Rob that use Christ symbolism. Mm-hmm. There's something really great about saving it. I don't, I, and I do, I concede that that is Did you shed it and then go back to it? Yeah. You yeah. did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one thing. So I, I ran into you at the Rob Bell thing. Yeah. Was that two weeks ago? And, yeah. And, and you were you were so tired. I almost felt. I was like, I felt so bad to meet you. I wanted to be like, <laughs> we don't have to do this right now. Like I was like, I was like, you don't even have to say. I was I, like, tired. It's I know. Of the baby. I was like, I was like, oh poor guy. I barely remember that. We yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brief. But I do uh, want to eventually ask you about. Um, your you baby. guys can't interview me. <laughs> what no, is no, the no, local no. native? Well, we could also. I just had a baby. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, it's the first local native's baby. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's local. Awesome. Wait, na- na- nativity? Local, local nativity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. I wanted to have yeah. a nativity at yeah, our but, house uh, almost. 
But a yeah. nativity scene? Yes. So you still rock with the Jason? No, I don't. But I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> he really crazy. wants to. He's, he's like, he wants yeah. to don't get back see? to it. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's an okay thing. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Hound of Heaven thing where you yeah. feel like there's this symbol system chasing you. At a certain point, it can be fine to like just sit down with that dirty dog and just be like, all right, what do we got? Sit yeah. down with that <laughs> dirty dog. <laughs> Instead of running. Because <laughs> running becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think there's just anybody worth their salt is going to be like, like a Richie, is going to mm-hmm. be like, it's either this or it's something else. It's okay. Like, right. But yeah. if somebody's saying it's this. I or, have a small group. You do? Yep. Now? Yep. Uh, which is just me and like three other best buds talking for three hours about our lives. That's it. In a but religious way? No. Oh, you just have a small group. But it's based on small group. Like but it for comes you, from. You're small already group. redeeming it. Yeah. And we have meditation. I call it meditation church. It's not, but we Even have a meditation no one else meetup. Does. So you're quite Me girl. and Mark, Mark also <laughs> yeah, is yeah, down. Yeah. And we do want to sing worship songs. <laughs> But nobody yeah. else, nobody else is down for that. But we meet. Ryan does that. What about the small group of the band? We also like. That's like. I feel like that became in a weird way like our like religion or something. It oh has yeah, that's to true. Be. Yeah, you guys yeah. have the unique experience of performing for large, lar- way larger than I'll ever perform mm-hmm. for huge masses of people. Yeah, doing the same thing. Which is what spirituality is. It's yeah, relationship. Right. Yeah. So a big Richie Rohr thing, right? He he talks about the Trinity being similar to the atom, the neutron, and the electron. Like everything, nothing exists isolated. Mm-hmm. And religion is all about flow. Mm-hmm. And God isn't uh, the dancer. God is the dance itself. So it's mm-hmm. not God is dancing the universe. God is the dance, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing something like that, that's I so fantastic. To, you yeah. Get into some <laughs> That's real good. You don't need me paraphrasing it poorly. Yeah. He's on that YouTubers. It's all free, baby. <laughs> okay. But I'm yeah. saying you don't even need someone to explain it to you. You guys are performing for these masses of people locked into the same thing. That is totally yeah. That's that's that what Jesus is. is. Well, honestly, is. honestly, the and feelings feel- from that have been like in a weird way more visceral and more real than anything like I felt when we were like going to church like in high school and well, stuff. Definitely. Like it's yeah, like for sure. It that's feels the brain like surgeon that's being like you don't present, have to claim you know? Christ yeah, yeah, yeah. to be doing totally. There's it's no work. other reason to play thousands of shows yeah <laughs> like yeah it's uh, well that it's that's too the, much travel but that's also the uh the unless risk it's spiritual if you start like identifying yeah. too much with it and then maybe like there's a couple shows where you're not feeling it you're not into it you're like oh no i'm losing my other religion or something like it's like right i don't know right you you're not have feeling to, yeah, the that's community just the, that's just the ride yeah well you have to like it whatever whatever it is yeah yeah Rob, uh, we were talking about Rob's show, which is called An Introduction to Joy, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Val and I were extending it. We were talking about it last night where we were like, we're trying to even appreciate loneliness. We're even trying to appreciate doubt mm-hmm. and sadness. Yeah, Rob is certainly game to talk about this. In his live shows, he doesn't necessarily go to the Well, that was the, the, the vortex the thing. What do you mean? The Rob's like vortex uh, imagery. That was like my favorite part of his, his last speech. Vortex. He was just talking about like joy. And there's like happiness on one side, listening to some fun song, and it's just like silly. Yeah. And then there's this like vortex that you can be cynical and just stay on like the edge of the vortex. Yeah. Or you can like dive down Deep like and be it. like, we're all going to die. Like it's right. way yeah. worse than... Uh, That's where I want to go. It's way worse than like, oh, like yeah. Netflix sucks. That's it's right. like 
no, we're all going to die one day. And if you can get through that and like come out the other side, like right. there's a, there's a joy right. that you feel. And I do think going through all the shit we've gone through, like with religion, with like ups and downs with the band, it's like you have all these new found like appreciations on the other side that are like right. deeper, more real, I guess in a way. Yeah. Well, show was all about Ecclesiastes, which is people know, I think a little bit, maybe, I don't know. It's the book that's like a real bummer. <laughs> and, and it's like, Everything is meaningless, yeah. but he says that meaningless actually translates more to like vapor, which is like in an astrophysics sort of way, literally true, mm-hmm. is that everything is vapor. And when you realize that everything is vapor, mm. you can really get that joyful experience of like vapor is despondent today. Mm. That's a fucking trick. You can say yes to anything yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and appreciate anything if you realize the fundamental miracle that anything is happening mm-hmm. at all. Like your apologetic speech. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fucking a trip that anything. There, there is something really fundamentally amazing. Using it that something exists as an argument to be right and that your clan is right, mm-hmm. I think it's, is missing the point. G- inviting everyone to trip out that something is happening. And we don't have to debate if something is happening because it's happening. You right. are the happening. Right. Yeah. That is the common ground of true spirituality. Yes. Of going, we're all in this None of us know what's going on. We don't have the full picture whatsoever, but this is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. And and Richie calls that, uh, he's always talking about people get lost in the specifics. They want to debate whether or not it's okay to get an abortion, or right, they want to talk yeah. about gay marriage, or they mm-hmm. want to talk about whatever, and they lose that jaw-dropping, the, yeah. the everything and the always, mm-hmm. and yeah. the, what's happening. Don't you fucking feel like, dudes, let's get, like, we're on a couch. Let's fucking, like, let's just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Let's get stoned. <laughs> like, let's be stoned in our chat right yeah, now. Okay. Do it. Doesn't it sound like when when the first time somebody was like, okay, well, you're on a planet. And you're like, okay, I'm on a planet. And they're like, where is the planet? And they're like, well, it's in space. And yeah. Like, okay, it's in space. How far out does space go? And then someone starts explaining their yeah. solar systems. The and there's all these millions of solar systems. And there's millions, billions of planets and billions of stars and all this stuff. Doesn't that sound like something that if there was an old school god, just like a guy with a beard who's making a world to play with and kind of yeah. experiment with and dance with. Doesn't that sound like what they would do to just be like, let's just make it's so weird yeah. and overwhelming that they'll stop asking yeah, questions. Because, like, <laughs> like, when I'm just like, well, it's in forever. Yeah. yeah. Where does the end of this? It just keeps going uh-huh. forever. Totally. It just sounds like what you would say. Like, kids, like, parents hiding Christmas presents. You'd just be like, well, Santa brings them down. Like, it's yeah. just like, shut up and uh-huh. eat your fucking french fries. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just it's, sounds like a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it gives and you perspective. All you have to do is think of that for like a second, and you're right. like, "Oh, like that's, I don't know. I'm freaking out about." But this then you want to be a materialist. Yeah. Just, you can yeah. stay in the physical and just zoom yeah. out and just be like, for a second, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is." But not- then it keeps going. Like we figured out there are billions of stars, and then we figured out that it, it's the exact same magnitude, but in but smaller. That's right. But like we're all vibrating subatomic particles and the that smallest aren't touching. mirrors the biggest. Yeah. yeah. So the it's, movements of molecules is similar to the movements of planets, and we're just like, it is. Oh, it is psychotic. But and even, you're upset <laughs> yeah. about traffic. Yeah. That's sort of Rob's point. Yeah. Is vapor is becoming traffic. Even that mm-hmm. becomes a miracle. So it's not being a phony. Just like everything is wonderful. Like on the Simpsons, the band "Hooray for Everything." Like that. That makes me feel so lonely when people are just like a couch. Look at the couch. It's a miracle. Right. And you're just like, shut up, Dan. But when you're just like, <laughs> anything is anything. But you need to like. 
it's not what you see, it's how you see. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that uh, Jesus says in the Gospels, going back to people with megahorns, megahorns? Megaphone. Megaphones, yeah, is repent, right? So everybody thought that that meant um, stop sinning. Mm -hmm. But repent actually translates closer to change, change how you see. Mm. So not necessarily what you're doing. Again, I'm going to say worth their salt. Any mystic worth their salt knows that it's not really what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So there's actually, that's why I'm saying like it's possible to go to a Marilyn Manson concert deeply present and juiced and connected and and like transcendental. Yes, that's right. Whereas we're like, no, that's, that's for church. And it's like, Joey Cam's the whole point of a church is to give you that feeling and then when you leave the church to maintain it and to realize that you're always in church right mm-hmm. and you're always that's why it has that impressive architecture and and then you go out and you're like that's still happening when you look at holy geometry in the windows that's what's happening in your cells like right. fucking when where can you go that you are apart from it mm-hmm. you're always with it even yeah. when you're doubting or depressed or sad or broken or lonely that's the, and Richie also makes that beautiful point where he's like that pain is what brings us back to relationship because if everything was fine we'd just go off into little cubicles and be fine right but pain and brokenness is what makes us need each other he's got an it's answer just, for everything it's not even an answer it's just sort of like a clue it's something on the wind that says like we're designed to need each other. He thinks that's one of the reasons why the sex drive is so strong. It's this clue that relationship is God. That's why it's three. That's why it's Trinity, that it's this flowing thing moving between it. It's not you having it and then trying to get other people to have it so you can be in a building and know that you have it. Right. It's going out into the people and the animals and the atoms and the planets yeah. and going, fuck, it's just this one thing and you're at home, you're at home, you're at home, you're already fine. You're not loved by God. You are God's love. Now you got me preaching because you look no, no. you look like you need it. I'm now the band's chaplain. No, yeah. I, well, I I feel free like... tickets, baby. <laughs> Pete's gonna come up. He's, he's gonna open up the show. He's gonna preach What's for up, forty-five guys? minutes. You are God's love. Shut up. My drugs are kicking in. Megaphone, like into the megaphone. Ah. Yeah, yeah. You have to wear a sign. Yes. No, but I, I do, I do I like, uh, I feel like that was a huge thing to learn is like kind of the flow thing. Like you can't capture the good feeling and just stay good. Like you're trying right. you have to like at some point feel bad. It's, it's not like a this flaw. like opposites thing. And is I think that's something I mistake? wish we would have learned Only go on. right. Yeah. Only go right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right only exists because we know what left is. Yeah. And Richie says, we don't come to God by doing it right. We come to God by doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And look at Jesus on the cross. It's this whole embracing of winning through losing, yeah. of inclusion of this too, yeah. this too, this too. My my, uh, my girlfriend has this, she's a big rom head. I don't know if that's what you guys call Rom head? Oh, rom does? Yeah. She, like, <laughs> well, that would just her, be a god head. Yeah, yeah. And I guess she is a god head. <laughs> a, a rom does head. Yeah, there and, you go. And uh, she, it's like that page from Be Here Now. It's like on her computer screen. It says, uh, hippies make cops 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 make make hippies hippies. and it's like you can't i can't remember the rest of it but i don't know why that keeps like popping into my head because it does feel like you're never gonna vanquish the other side or you're never gonna rid yourself of feeling like like bad one day exactly being like this isn't permanent i'm gonna you know as deep as this goes it also goes that high we can have such compassion and and uh yes to nature right we can see decaying leaves in the woods Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. eaten by bugs and it's these beautiful that thrive on shit and death yeah and yet when i have haters that i see online or you guys have haters 
It's so much read. harder. I know I don't either. <laughs> but it, if it if it comes across by force, yeah, it's so much harder for me to just be like, of course, mm. hippies make cops, cops make hippies, successful comedians make haters. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. This is the game. Like, what is it? Do, um, is it? Uh, I feel like I keep bringing up all your uh, your favorites. Like Alan Watts, he also talks about that. Like critics, like the like. Um, yeah, just like you're going to make these like creative things. There's going to be critics. That's and they, right. they exist just, you know, you exist, they exist. That's it's right. Like this, you like, made hand them. In, hand in hand. <laughs> you made them. Exactly. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. As soon as there's spectators, there's critics. And to be able to say yes to it. I love yeah. what Andy Warhol says. He says, make art. And while others are deciding whether or not it's good, make more art. Yeah. Mm. That's creation. That's yeah. God. Mm. Creation is eternal. Creations. This is Ramin Nazer, my man had a, a great uh, drawing about this. Creations fade. Creation is eternal. Like, it's never... Mm. Even if the... Great Alan Watts go, quote, he, he talks about if I had to explain reality to children. Mm-hmm. It's in this book called The Book, which Lewis Black recommended to me. I, I think it's wonderful. He's like, there's times when the world is. There's times when the world isn't. Mm. Like, as soon as there's an earth, there's going to be times when the earth isn't. Like, think yeah. about eternity. Right. right. Of course. It's never... He goes, it's like uh, the hand on a watch. It just goes around and around and around. There's times of this and there's times of that. Yeah. And that's... Ecclesi- is that Ecclesiastes where it's oh, like I a time know. for peace, a time for war? It's all... Oh, okay. It's, it's learning to say, oh, the horrible beauty of it all. And that's what Richie says is every day you try... You sit quietly, you have your small group and you, and you meditate. You're trying to get into that irrational or i would say transrational plays of being able to say yes to everything including the horrors yeah but it's actually harder to say yes to the beauty than it is to the horrors because we're drawn to know what's poisonous well you take you take for granted the good stuff immediately i forget who was talking about it's like headwinds tailwinds like when it's like good and the the wind's at your back yeah like oh this is how it is and then you really feel it when it's headwinds when it's like something negative and you take for granted the other times. Well, that's but... Richie Rohr too, man. Oh, is that There's a psychological thing. He calls yeah. it Velcro Teflon. And he's mm-hmm. like, if someone compliments, if I say the local natives is my favorite band, mm-hmm. that's Teflon. It just slides right yeah. off you. But if I say, you guys are fucking hacks. I hate that. Whatever. Yeah, what is that? Why it do sticks. I think you're telling the truth when you're being when you negative? Said it. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, I can tell you I don't <sighs> mean it. I could be like, you guys are over. Like, I, I don't yeah. even want to say it because yeah. it works. Yeah. And so it's does true. Yeah. PJ Novak just did my podcast and he was talking about how he hates people that say 100%. I actually <laughs> like people that say 100%. And he would do it as a joke because there would be a lull and he'd go 100%. And I'm like, I know you're kidding, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just can we get, like, and he would. He, he got hip to the game. Like, get some momentum. It's hard mm-hmm. to hold on to the wonder. And the beauty that's even in in the nightmares. Yeah. But we have these fucking phones that are constantly. Yeah. I take the weekend away from my phone now. I haven't been doing it do for a really while. Do you really do it? I do it. You yeah. really do it. I really do it's it. Ima- it's impressive. You want to know? But here's here's a little PD love yourself life hack. Okay. If you need to, I'll go on the computer. And the computer has your text. The computer has your emails. Right, right. And all that so stuff. you're not going to sit on different. it. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Yeah. You're opening and then you close it and then it's off and you never touch your phone. And then the next time you do, it's like touching a fucking bag of diarrhea. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want it. Yeah, but you get so addicted. It invades to it. your body it immediately. Does. And let's be honest when you're when you're going through the local natives' Twitter, you're kind of looking for that. It's like cutting. You're looking for well, that. You're looking for the negative. You guys are yeah. shit. Yeah, because it makes your heart jack up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get excited and yeah. then you dwell on it. This is a Ramdas thing too. He's like, it's entertainment. You're entertaining mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. because yeah. you don't want to just be. 
being. It's hard. Yeah. Well, that was the crazy thing. Uh, so, sound like a total square, but I just I just did acid for the first time. Like, uh, nice ride. I don't know because everyone's like, all right, first timer. But like, That's it was not like a square. It was like two months ago, and the thing that was there was a bunch of fascinating things. But one was, was I hated it? my phone. I couldn't even of look at course. it. I, like the screen freaked me out, and of I just, I just did. had to put it away. Blue light. Blue light, the whole thing. I was like, I we were so we went out. My girlfriend and I went to the desert. We rented like an Airbnb, like dome, full on, yeah. And just like, did you get this from the pod? Because I'm always talking about like how to do it, yeah. And she and so we took it at like 9 a.m. Always do it in the morning. Exactly, and we just like the morning. We dragged the couch from inside, like out on like the patio, and we just looked. And of course, it's like everything. All the cliche things like are true. Yeah, and it wasn't. It, I wasn't like, oh, it's cliche, so it's lame. Like I was like, it makes sense. That's right. Like, like I was like, I you know, it. like you don't know it. You, being you like, are it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to meditate like every day. Tell for me the past what you're going to say about time, though. Time. Oh no, I was just going to say like I was sitting on the couch, and when it really started to set in, like. uh Nada was like kind of dancing, and she could see I was laughing like a baby. Like I did, like, and she was just dancing just to make me laugh. And I swear, like I was like, I don't know if it's been like five minutes, yeah. five hours, yeah. and then like I would even try to talk, and the sentence would start. And as I was saying it, I was like, How long have I have I been talking? Yeah. How long have I, when did I start the <laughs> wow. sentence? Now and, you're understanding eternity. Yeah. We're back to what we were talking about. Eternity yeah. is actually timelessness. Yeah. It's not like this never ending crawl of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's completely outside of time, which goes back to in right. defense of our young selves. Like yeah. that yeah. does sort of exist. Yeah. But one of the Oh, I, I suppose if you're having a bad experience, it can be horrible. Mm. But one of the great things when I took LSE on my 40th birthday, the day was a week. It yeah, could have it could have totally. been three weeks. Mm. It was like so long. And yeah. when you're with friends and loved ones, and you're mm. dancing, and you're in a beautiful place, yeah. you're like, thank you for slowing it down. It's like somebody totally. like that. Yes, but totally. It, it doesn't feel like that. It's not a slog. No, you're just like this no. moment. Has everything. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. I've said it a million times. But one time at this house, I was on mushrooms and there were other people who weren't on mushrooms and they were talking about where to buy an Amazon Alexa. Yeah. And I couldn't stop laughing yeah. because <laughs> everything is here. Uh-huh. And they were yeah. thinking it would be there when they got an Amazon Alexa. Right, right, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's amazing. Like you know I what I mean? Yeah. That's Jesus going, look at the birds. Look yeah. at the trees. Yeah. And that's He's like, you you're, here, you're here, yeah. you're here. Dude, we're constantly yeah. doing it. The trippiest thing that happened, and I feel like I heard you talking about this on the podcast about Ramdas. Like, now that he passed away, it's like you feel like somehow closer to him. Yes. And like, so Nada, my girlfriend, she listens to him all the time, just like his like um, lectures. Yeah. And so he existed as, as this voice for so long, just yep. in my world. And so... Now that he doesn't have a body, it's almost like now listening to his voice is like somehow closer. There he is. And I was, so we were listening to a lot of music when we were on acid and oddly a lot of it was like too much. Like songs I loved even were too much. I couldn't do it. But there was this one John Lennon song, Hold On. It's really simple. He just says like, hold on, John, John, hold on. It's going to be all right. And I was like kind of on this verge where I felt like things might go dark if I let them or, and it was weird. It was like as if, he had been through the same experience and he was saying like, I was like, he's talking to me. Like I'm closer to him now than I've ever been. Cause like we've both shared this experience. He's probably, you know, he took acid. That's right. He's felt the same thing. 
even though the lyrics but who's sound so, it? so simple that's to me, the, I'm like, he's he knows exactly what's going that's on. That's the oneness, though. Yeah. When you trip out on the idea that the consciousness that's looking out your eyes is the same consciousness that was looking out, uh, I almost said Bob Lennon, John <laughs> yeah. John Lennon's yeah. eyes, you are getting in touch with that oneness. So it was when you're crazy. listening to Ramdas and you're like, it was me in him doing that. Totally. And when you dissolve, you real there it sounds so like trippy, him being but- dead, like none of that mattered, like decades between us. Like yeah. it was like you know, he's experiencing this with me right That's now sort or something. Of what I'm you saying know? about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is it's consciousness reinterpreting history uh-huh. matters yeah like i think that's part of the thrill of things in a story going better than they did in history yeah is our interpretation and our subconscious and our collective consciousness's mm-hmm. way of reshaping the future yeah like if you think about if i you watch the fucking sopranos and they're eating pasta and you eat pasta or if i say your band ain't shit and you know i don't mean it or if i say you guys are fucking holding church services and it's holy ground Mm. you make fucking bonnaroo holy ground Mm. that matters i fucking shazam bitch (laughs) i changed your life i sometimes do that on stage i go that's a great that is a great shirt actually you look very (laughs) rock and roll i love it thank you sir you're the good you're the you're the you're the mystique one (laughs) he wears all black all the time always it's like almost famous you're the you're the lead singer with mystique I don't see it that way, but I'll take it. <laughs> Someone with mystique would say that. <laughs> no around. one with mystique would say yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's yeah. not yes. what mystique is. Yep, I'm the mystique, mystique one, correct. I would mystique. be heartbroken if you were like, yeah, I'm going yeah. for mystique. It's also just because you have dark hair, and, and that makes everybody look more interesting. But what can we do? We're stuck in these things. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So yeah. I, w- I wanted to bring up one thing that's exploded this whole conversation for me is that we had a baby, my wife and I, yeah. s- uh, five and a half weeks ago. Congrats, Thank man. you so much. I can't believe you're here. I'm yeah. so touched that you're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Been you're excited. You're camping. I'm camping right That's, now. Have you, that Rich Blomquist said that to me. Him and Christian Shaw had a baby, and they were like, it's camping. Yeah. And just that shift of consciousness made me... I was going to appreciate it anyway, but when you're up with the baby, and you look at it like, oh, I was sleeping on a rock, so I just woke up in the middle of the night and looked at the stars, it changes it. How, how are you finding it? I'm loving it so much. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's un- It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I still... I've been... Um, Without even thinking of it as camping, but been on the adrenaline, yes. like total crazy high yes. of it. You know, yeah, I feel still very much in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, I'm like sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's just talked about so much. Yeah. But it just feels like incredible, and it's this new engine of appreciation. Yep. Like all of these conversations, everything is completely new yeah. after you're now in charge of a human life. You mean and the conversations we're having? Yes. Yeah. What is it like purpose and creation? Yeah. You know, seeing that cycle, seeing this little piece of the eternity playing out before you. And to see something that is you but isn't you outside of you yeah. is wow. the whole yeah. game. Yeah. That's the greatest teaching of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say greatest, but it's one of the greatest teachings of having a baby is you're like, that's me but it's not me, but I care about it more than I care myself. That is the greatest call to relationship or God or the dancer flow or the play mm. that I've ever had. So yeah. you're, you're, you're holding something. 
you ever peel off some dead skin off your foot or something and you're like and you just throw it away you're like that was me and you just throw it away yeah <laughs> you have the opposite you have the most precious you know you skin ever and it's animated yeah and it's there and now you're learning i've said this a million but the first ramdas retreat i was so obsessed with not jerking off the second one after i had a baby it didn't cross my mind once mm. not jerking off or not jerking, i just didn't care right i was like what because it's yeah. inconsequential it wasn't it was just, about yeah, me yeah, yeah that's the guy on the plane going mm. if i crash it's fine because yeah. you're good yeah that's the and i don't say narcissism in a bad way i just mean we're all we all have to get over the first addiction which is to ourselves to mm. so your own ego you're addicted to yourself yeah and yeah. you'd be crazy not to be it's how you got to get to a place where you can break the addiction yeah, yeah. You needed that. So, what, what is what is the style of this baby? He's been super chill. He's a little really? chubby, a little chubby, guy. very chunky. <laughs> a chunk, a chunkers, monkers. Yeah, as I refer to him. Super cute. He came like 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 seventeen days late, and he was big, and he was still fat. eating. He's yeah. just yeah, he was happy, he's still cozy. Cooking. Yeah, he's. I don't even have to chew in here. Yeah, yeah. So he came out Fantastic. of chunkers, monkers. Yeah, and he's chill, super chill. How was the labor? Uh, 70 hours. 70? 70. Holy shit. We were going to have a home birth. That was the plan. <laughs> and then 36 hours of that and no progress. So then we went to Cedars. Wow. And then 34 more hours. And then, But he was like fine. He was totally fine the whole time. Yeah. Super normal 70-hour labor. Wow. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, you know, yeah. times a million. I was going to... You were talking about John Lennon and uh-huh. feeling connected to his consciousness. Yeah. And so we've been singing... Um, we have a son, Beautiful Boy, yeah. to him. Yeah. And it made me... I felt like the tragedy of, of John Lennon's death and his son. And like I felt the relationship, but obviously not really. But I just felt like tapped into having right. this experience. Consciousness is playing with itself mm. yeah. in different forms and redeeming even storylines that aren't related to it through other people. Yeah. Because yeah. if your consciousness is evolving informed by his his is in a very trippy way. Yeah. yeah. Or because there's only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's only one thing anyway. Yeah. So that's fucking Un- nuts. Yeah, unbelievable. But wow. that's what made me think of that's it was beautiful. your John Lennon yeah. story. But yours was acid and mine was having a baby. But we're having the same, same thing. thing. No, that is the same, same thing. Same thing. It is. It, <laughs> it is sort of is. You yeah. should have a baby and I should have acid. Somebody sent me, there was a Craigslist or something where it was like, me and six of my friends want to take mushrooms while we watch someone give birth. Wow. And we're willing to pay. Like, I think it wasn't a lot of money, but it was (laughs) like $1,000 total. Is there anyone that would be willing to let us watch? What's weird about that? Indecent proposal. It is very (laughs) indecent. You and I both know, okay, you got to take mushrooms. They're going to kick in in an hour. 90% 90% chance these, these uh, I was going to say knuckleheads, but these lovely knuckleheads yeah. are going to take it, and then the baby is not going to come. You don't right. know when that baby is going to yeah. come. No, Val's labor is no, 58 hours. Yeah, like, wow. when, when do you take them? Because <laughs> yeah. the whole time someone was going, here we go! Yeah. And no, you're not going. <laughs> the whole time. It is the realest thing you could do. Yeah. Like you talk about looking at your phone. A friend of mine just took LSD, and, and it was the first time that their boyfriend had taken it. And then they were like, and then we watched all the Indiana Jones movies. And I was like, that is so confusing to me. I don't want to judge. But I was like, when I'm in that place, looking at a phone, whether it's with my wife giving birth or on LSD 
or in love or at a great show. Mm-hmm. The last, that's why I hate people filming shit at concerts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that's just my own karma. It's my own hang up. It's my own psychology. I can't stand it because it reminds me of myself. Right. Phones are just how we're stuck it's in our really heads. good for marketing. <laughs> what? Other people's videos? Yeah. Yeah, they're helping you. Yeah, but... Um, that's People true. at our shows really They're don't. They're Instagramming an it's, ad for your show. It's really funny. Like we actually, our fan base doesn't film our shows much more than it seems. Like other at other concerts, it's like everybody with the phone. Yeah, but ours kind of don't, which is really amazing wow, I'm and the best. Go to a local native show then because you that's should. All I want. We're playing this year. Are you in L.A.? Where? Where at, do you play uh, in LA? at the Greek? No shit. Yeah. I can walk to the group. You can. I know. Fucking A. I just drove by it to get here. Wow. Yeah, come on down. That's awesome. You can uh, intro us through a <laughs> With a little horn. sermon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, hey, were you at the, did I you do. see the but National, anyways, we, like, the National love that, play but... at Hollywood Bowl a few years ago? I did, yeah. I like our bassist kept bragging that he he says he's, like, best friends with you, but... With me? Yeah, we know he's not. I've he just bragged. seen him in the neighborhood? Yeah, you've seen him, like, once. He doesn't say they're your best friends. <laughs> that's so that's so inaccurate and oh, rude. Yeah. He's like, you guys are going to talk to Pete tomorrow? Say, cool. say hi to me. Hey. That's what say he said. Hey. Yeah. I'll say hey to a bass a yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, we play with the National there. You did? Uh, but yeah, you got there that, after that us. Oh, yeah. no, I did see you. Oh, you and did. I've seen you. No, I've oh, seen nice. you. I get there early. Yeah. I support. Yeah. I'm into it, and it's still a little bit light out. That's sort of the best time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? We yeah. Had a, we had a good time. It's Sun fun. going down. It's yeah. in, I'm yeah. into it. No, th- I have seen you guys. Forgive me. That was, I, that, the whole show was great. But that was an opening. That's not the same thing. It's not the same. You got to come to a local natives show. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I can't believe you guys play the Greek. How fucking cool is that? It is very cool. That, <laughs> it is so cool. That's not mis- mystique like to say, but it's yeah. it was very. It's cool. the coolest. Yeah. How do you sure. it's feel the after the show? Exhausted or elated or both? If it's a good one, it's elated. If it's not a good one, it's really it's so weird. It's the crowd. It's like I don't know if you feel this, but it's like I'm gonna it can say be draining. Yes you say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do yeah. agree. It can be draining. Like it, it literally is. Like I mean, that's like the most weird spiritual moment because. It, again, sounds so cliche, but it's just like exchange of energy. Well, no, I would it say, is. you know, what and I mean? there's some groups that it's dangerous, yeah. to get that connection with them. Yeah, you ever you 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 uh, attach your hose to them, mm-hmm. and you should have been attaching it to the energy above them. Totally, I've actually had people explain that to me. It's like, what do you mean by that? It's if you sync up with a crowd and they're off. Yeah, you'll oh. be sort of. I know this sounds very woo woo, but I'm just like I can feel it. You get contaminated by them, mm-hmm. whereas opposed to somebody gave me this children's book. I always forget what it's called. I think it's called Conversations with God or something. And now when I'm performing for a crowd, especially a big crowd, I like to think of each one of them as a candle burning. Oh, yeah, because that's what the, an image in the book is like. The sun is like every person in the world, but everyone's a candle. But when you look at it, it's like the sun, and that's a way that's so to cool. understand yeah. interconnectivity. So when I project that on them, I, I feel like I get it back from them. But there's some crowds where there's just something collectively going mm-hmm. wrong with them. It's not their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just happening. Mm. It could be happening in the news. It could be happening. You know, there's just different shit happening in our collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be very dangerous to to sync with. And that's a risk totally. as an artist. So you can sync with the energy above them. It's just a visualization. I'm oh, not saying this I is see. literally true. Yes. If yeah. you picture like a blue cloud above them, you sync yeah. with that, not with them. Like we, we definitely They're do higher this. selves. Yeah. If we... Okay, well, I'm going to say two things. One, I think... Uh, so we played like thousands of shows. And I think the first several years and like 1,000 shows, we felt horrible after every show. 
Tell me everything. Every single one. What and do you it, mean? Because it was like we would come off stage and we would talk about what we did wrong. Oh, no. And it was the same thing about being so self-focused. And it could be these these little mistakes that nobody notices. Or it could be a large, you know, mistake that maybe some people notice. But... Can it, you give me an example? You came in too early on that, or you uh, fucked up the words. That, would or that sounds that like would happen. Ah. Um, oh, <laughs> you came in too early. Yeah, that sounds one, like two, one, two. Oh no! Yeah. Usually, it's like it's like I miss. We miss that harmony. Like the note, we were flat on it. Or I guess Singing maybe coming in crazy. off time. But yeah. usually it's like it's vocal, or you can like I played your part wrong. I just want to relate so hard. It's because. I like to do impressions and there's some days I'm doing an impression and I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is an F minus. That's my, <laughs> that's my singing. Uh-huh. I'm a guy who I know I can do this right. and I'm trying right. and I hear it and yeah. it sounds fucking awful. Uh-huh. And that's what you're doing after these thousands of shows. You were, you were nitpicking yourselves Nip, coming off and nitpicking the 5% of the show where we made the mistakes. And I think it was the focus of the ego yeah. and the self. And then I think, Maybe you still struggle with it. I'm interested to know. But I feel like on the last album cycle, like our third record, I got to a place where it was only about connection mm-hmm. with the audience. That's right. Only. That's right. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> BJ? Dude, that was for you, BJ. You figured it out. Um, yeah. Including the mistakes. Yes. It's like when you're making love, do you focus on the time where you missed their mouth when you were ki- trying to kiss them? <laughs> you're trying to kiss them and you yeah. accidentally kiss them on the yeah. nose and you're like, well, who yeah. cares? It's, it's a, it's not, Val and I have gotten there with our sex. It's about intimacy. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. sex as a young man was like, I've I've said this before. It's like, can I can I find yeah. a position where I can see the titties and <laughs> like a little bit of the ass? But like, I feel that I feel that grind here. Like, it's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. then as you get older, as yeah. a band or as a love maker, mm-hmm. you yeah. realize it was about performance anxiety. It's like it's not about that. It's <laughs> about right. connection, connection yeah. and intimacy. That's right. That's and it's right. weird 100%. that I feel like the audience 100%. almost like appreciates things that go off script even more. Dude, like if. Up, Definitely, like, that show actually it's, somehow becomes more interesting. Yeah. I saw the national. They it was in a small theater. They were opening for their own movie, and they tried to play one of their old songs from like Alligator mm-hmm. or something. And Matt just didn't know the words. And they started the song three times. Yeah, and it's the only thing I remember. Right. Totally, really yeah, loved it. Yeah. yeah, and that when I'm editing a TV show, I'm always asking the editor to go back three clicks, three seconds mm-hmm. to be like. No, show me when he stammers. Show me when he sort of knocks over the glass. That's the whole thing. It yeah. feels like reality. Exactly. Right. Stop cleaning it up. Yeah. So you guys figured that out. Figured after it a out. Thousand shows. After a thousand I, shows. I would say after one thousand shows. Wow. Probably. But tell, tell me about this though. Like, so we wear in ear monitors now. This is like super boring. I know. Like, I'm interested. It, it's like we. I used to love playing shows where afterwards we're just like sweaty. Usually, like fingers are like bleeding because you're just jumping around and yeah, like yeah. Uh, my ears are ringing and it's just like those shows were so fun and then there's something you lose by sealing off the world yeah. everything sounds perfect like somehow you're losing is it just like the atmosphere or something like is it yeah are we blocking layer. off yeah that like which cloud, is why i always take my ears out and you guys get mad at me yeah you know then the mistakes come yeah but, but then, it doesn't matter but then i should be proud of the mistakes <laughs> that you're bringing to the table i win it's really checkmate. Checkmate. Well, of course i <laughs> 
couldn't do that. Brian Regan, who made this point, I've made it a million, yeah. is that the comedian is a musician playing the audience. So I couldn't do that. Right. Exactly. I've thought about doing stand up with those huge uh, airplane, like, <laughs> complete noise. Yeah. So you can't hear the audience. But you yeah. put on your baby. But yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't like uh, gimmick stand up shows, mm-hmm. but if I did one, it would be that where they yeah. can't hear the audience. But like, that's an interesting thing. Should you try and make it sound like You should the do record? one show like that because it'd be really, when you're like, you do a joke you think is amazing. Yeah. And you're like, you look like the audience is going crazy, yeah. but they don't it'd care. It'd be like having sex in a sleeping bag, though. It's like, it would be fun. Which would be fun once. <laughs> the whole. Do you mean both people are in the sleeping bag or just you? I think I'm, I think there's another person at the end I realized I was just dry humping the inside of a sleeping <laughs> right. bag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, wow, that would, it would. Yeah. Like, it would be funny at the beginning, yeah. but then ultimately it, it would just be a gimmick. Yeah. But I, that's inter- I thought taking out your ears meant that there was a sound problem. I thought that was a cue. Yeah, like it's a, a secret That's cue. what people think when you do it. No, they don't. They know I'm getting connected oh, and intimate. Boy. But I mean, Created what? a monster. Some kind of monster. Oh, my God. Oh. Hetfield. Good callback, yeah. right? Yeah. Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> was there an end point to this? Uh, uh, what were we are we talking about? Well, it was just about your, your being. Points? Yeah, I think I think the end of it was just being present. That it's only about the connection to audience. Well, is what so, we're talking so about. also I think like being in a band, like at least us, it's not cool to say like you're really trying hard in a band. Like, but I feel like we, you know, we're ambitious. We want to play the next venue, but you quickly learn like that never ends. So yeah. you're like, what are we doing this for? You're not doing it to play the next biggest venue. Like, have a huge album whatever because you're ne- that never you never arrive that's like right. nev- that never ends that's right so even you know if you're i don't know jack white or whoever it probably never ends so it's like uh what's gonna get you get you by like where where do you just kind of like where are you present and i think it's in the making of the music and, and in being like grateful and present that's that you right. can do it every day like and i think we've slowly been coming towards that dude i was just and do you have that, that today. Like, your performance just thinking about that today is it never yeah. ends yeah like there it's it's kind of a crude image but like thinking about hungry artists as pigs right mm-hmm. we're little pigs and we're all at the trough and we're trying to get more food and yeah. and, and and that that can sometimes help me understand work relationships is like you're next to these pigs and you're bumping up to each other this is very dark and you're like oh these are my friends but sometimes they're really just your, your people that are working at the same thing as you some of them really are friends it's fine yeah that, that's not code for like i'm angry at people mm-hmm. i'm just saying it just is what it is you can't get this out enough to realize that the game isn't about getting to the next venue or the, or the next big guest or whatever. Yeah. What's weird to square about it is um, where then the kind of drive and ambition falls in your life, I think. What, say it again. What? <clears throat> because I, I think this is a thing Ryan and I have talked about a lot and, and also have come to that realization. Like, we are also, like, we're not a business, you know? We're making art, right? And yeah. it's something that for us has guided our career you know our our kind of the career that we, we try have. to keep that as the central it had yeah and i think yeah. that we have done that where it's been like there are these things there's ideas about if you go in this path you have a better chance for bigger success yeah and all these things that come with it mm-hmm. but still um you also can't you have to find this balance of being super like together and driven and then we're gonna schedule our tour and we're gonna take this gig and these 
festivals mm-hmm. and then cut out all this time and sacrifice all this stuff. You know, there's still you're in the trough next to everybody, and there's still this part of you. I, I assume you know you've you've gone to this place in your career by working really hard right. and kind of having some ambition. Right. And um, there's a dance between squaring that off with the reality that it's like kind of meaningless and that just being present is what we should I do. think that's that can be a luxury that you work towards mm. I'd like to think that I could have been and sometimes I see people like Bob Dylan or whatever and I'm like maybe they were pure the whole time yeah you know they seem so like I'm just telling stories with a six string I don't think so but I also see you know no, better definitely that's what not. I mean is I feel like that it's like what we were saying about religion you have all of this structure you have all of this dogma you have all of these rules <clears throat> It's like Ram Dass says, you have to be somebody before you can be nobody. You can't start at the end. So you start in art as a business. You should look at it as a business, as an ambitious monster. I look at my ambition as a werewolf. He's a werewolf. Mm -hmm. He shows up all the time. He's great. You want some bloody chickens? I'll send him out. I'll go get some bloody chickens. (laughs) And I love him, and I've made peace with him. Mm. But I let him steer so much at the beginning. Mm. He's not an asshole. He's just aggressive. And then later, he's just it's just what it is. It's like an athlete. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed athletes. They go out, and they let their werewolf play the game. And then later, they find the balance. But that's not a flaw in the system. To be the piggy that sneaking away from your trough and going like how do i get to that trough that's all essential and that's what wakes you up to the idea and and having the the clarity and the discernment to be like wait this game never ends some people never get there yeah but having the ambition to get to the place where you can realize that the ambition is kind of a stupid game yeah is is okay i was <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. like looking at like maybe like the people at the very top of the pile, whatever, like say it's like Coldplay or Adele or whoever, and just being like, oh, I always wonder, I'm like, are they happy? That's always like my question because it's like obviously they have everything right. they ever wanted or something. Did and you guys then, see? And the- you can't know. Exactly. Cause and I'm like, it I could be know. yes, it could be no. But yeah. it's like, I always think of Mr. Rogers, right? He said in in the movie, but it was a real quote. He's like, the most important thing I'm doing right now is talking to you. Mm-hmm. So that's a person that figured out how to be happy, yeah. mm-hmm. is not resisting what's happening, totally. what is. I don't mind what's happening. So there's this guy, Jay Krishnamurti. I've said this a million, but he's like, my secret is I don't mind what's happening. So you guys say you're having a bad show. That is how you're connecting. I'm connecting with this. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's a scalpel and it's a pr- surgeon precision and it was just perfect. And sometimes it's just like a bag of dicks. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I brought this bag of rubber dildos. And I, I, like, But this is what I'm working with. Or I'm working with my doubt. Or I'm working with my insecurity or my self-hatred or whatever. But like that is the vehicle to get you to go like, this is what's happening mm-hmm. and I'm going to flow with it. So Coldplay... I think so many Hallmark and other movies have told us that the people at the top aren't happy. Right. I don't buy that. Yeah, maybe There's a they very are. good chance that the people at the top could be happy, but also the people in the middle and mm-hmm. the people at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Did you I, hear that uh, Andre 3000 interview with uh, Rick Rubin? It came out like a no. week or two ago, but that one was fascinating because here's a guy I would also say is at the top of the game, and he was so honest and so like... No man, like I, I like constantly don't think I have it. I'm not right. good enough. Like I don't know if I even want to make music anymore. Like it was, it was very honest and very real. And well, I think just another example of like you're, you're, it's a constant thing. Even, right. No matter how high you climb, it's like unless you realize you're already there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So Eki Tolls, Eckhart Tolle says like 
let's say you have a billion dollars and then you get a house. I've watched this. The number of people that I know that are super, super rich that are obsessed with recycling, like you'll make a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You'll go like, we're not taking the coffee lids off the coffees and putting this one here and putting this one there. Yeah. Like you're going to find a way to be unstable or yeah. you're going to find a way to to be mm-hmm. happy. But it doesn't really have the, everything to do with where you are. Yeah. But Eki Toll says you get the, the house, now you're going to be obsessed with keeping it. Or you have $100 billion and then you're going to be another nut job that's like, I'm going to freeze my head because everybody's going to die. <laughs> you want to do that, Like how do, you, how do you yeah. keep it going? <laughs> Got to download that consciousness. Are you going to do it? Do you think? Yes. Are you not? I no, 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 no. You wouldn't do it? You mean not participate in the ritual of death that every living thing has done since the beginning of things? Yeah. Dude, that Black Mirror episode where they were living in the two the female couple. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, where where they were in the like paradise, in paradise. island party town. Yes, and yes. the woman decides to like unplug. Yes, I'm like so good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's addressing what we were saying. The problem of a forever of paradise. Heaven. Yeah, yeah. You totally. need the mystery. I know, you, but don't you want to do that loop in Black Mirror? Which loop? The loop of figuring that out and then unplugging your. Consciousness you plugged in. I, I would like to know what it feels as much like as possible. That's if it. I was as a, much as I can, a super oh, and then I'll go like the movie Her. And yeah, dude, be the universe being a backed up consciousness. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, me? how yes. crazy does that yeah. sound? Play every game you can play. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what I think. Sure. Um, I I have a feeling at a certain point you're going to go, please unplug me. And you're going to have to try (laughs) and remember your safe word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncut gems, guys. I mean it. (laughs) And then they turn you off. Yeah. And then what what happens? Yeah. That's an interesting... You would do it? I would do... Yeah, I kind of... Like, my personality is to jump off every cliff. I love it. Yeah. That's... I want to experience everything. It's Michael Gunger says in his wonderful book this, he's like, the universe is like a child being thrown in the sky by her father on the beach going, again, again. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's creation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an insatiable desire to play every game, including incredibly fucked up ones. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. yeah. And I've said it a million, I'll say it a million more. He goes, if you were infinity, so never ending, what game wouldn't you play? I mean, everybody has to read this. It's mm-hmm. the, it's what you should read it. It's incredible. Sounds awesome. Yeah. It's a real trip, and it's a great audiobook because he's a musician. Do you guys know Gunger? They're great. He scored it, so like wow. I'm like every audiobook should be scored. They yeah. they, they yeah, bring the cool. music in, and you're like, oh my god, you're crying. It's yeah. incredible. It's Amazing. Wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about creativity. Does that so when you're young, you're trying to make it. You're the thin pig at the trough. And that's an interesting thing because there's so many bands and the way that the music climate is these days. So you're probably, well, this is a leading question, but you correct me if I'm wrong. You might have been writing and performing differently than you are now. I'm wondering if your process now is more like how do we maximize the connection? Whereas at the beginning it was like how do we make, there's all this noise, how do we stand out? Well, tell me me how you've changed. The beginning, yeah, I would say the beginning was just young idealism going without any frame and any reference. You were on fire for the Lord. You were yeah. on fire for the band. Yes. I love 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Unbridled. Yeah. And Just I also like... Boner. I was like, I'm <laughs> going to graduate college and maybe I'll be a lawyer. So I still have that in me, like a, a thing that was grounded well, you didn't tell me that what i was just like thought we were just like all in no matter what you wanted me to quit college and yeah. i said no 
Well, we I finished college, so that worked out good. <laughs> wow. Remember? Yeah. Years before you took LSD. Yeah. Like, Get out of that system, man. You're on the conveyor belt, yeah, man. Totally. You're going to have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I, I think there was this sense of it's unrealistic, but that didn't matter like yeah. at all. It was like, this is what we're going to do. This is the ultimate thing. That and we you guys started do. the group? We Forgive did, and then me, with but your Wikipedia page is not complete. The enough. word Wikipedia, yeah, not the, <laughs> error four hundred four. <laughs> yeah. So there's another Ryan and I and Kelsey, who's not here, are the three kind of songwriters and singers of the band. The three of us bring songs to the table. It's super collaborative, but we're all singing, we're all writing together. But usually, each song is one of the three of ours, pri- sort of primarily in I some see. primary way, and that doesn't. Isn't unbearable? That's very some kind of oh, monster. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, that's got to be <laughs> it's, unbearable. Uh, yeah. We're one of the only ones kind of left. <laughs> like in Laurel Canyon, that's they were all doing unbearable. this. Yeah, it, it's unbearable. Yeah. I'm is. sorry. I'm just enjoying no, it. it, it. It's like, unbearable it and, and beautiful. It's both. I think yeah. we really have, like, we have a deep love and respect for each other. You'd have to. Which wins, like, our egos go crazy and fight and clash. And then at the end of the day, we have figured out that for us, Working together creates something better than wow. if we did it on our own. So that wins at the end of the like Game of Thrones politicking that happens. That's sort of what I'm doing with the audience, believe it or not. There's yeah. these lines that you love and they keep telling you no. And that is also very painful. Mm. But you go like, all right, we're making it together. Uh-huh. Like me and the audiences are writing the new hour. You know what I mean? And you guys are doing it in a studio. You're trying to create that flow, that God yeah. thing we're talking about together. But can you k- give me an example when you had a lyric or something or a hook that you were like, this is it, and someone else was like, it should be this? Oh, oh boy. I mean, literally always. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could give you 10,000 examples. Oh, my God. I mean, how do you deal do? with that? Taylor, you bring a song, and Ryan says, I want to change the word love to darkness. So well, the- Usually I want to change all of them. Yeah, but so really? Yeah. You're like, we got to rewrite the song? Yes. Yeah. Does the music exist first or the lyrics? With Taylor, Almost always the yeah, music. Yeah, totally. So, like, uh, When Am I Gonna Lose You is a song on the new record, and it's about my relationship with my now wife. But I, it was like we had gotten together, and then it wasn't going to work out. And then it did. It's a super personal song. I can't and imagine story. bringing this to Ryan. And then Ryan, yeah. And then <laughs> or Ryan, anybody. I don't yeah, mean yeah, you yeah, specifically. Yeah. I'm like, you're like, this is what it's like dating my wife. And he's like, yeah, the second part's a little chunky. Yes. That's <laughs> oh, my exa- Jesus. That's almost All like verbatim. All of it verbatim. is a little chunky. If yeah. ever I yeah. loved thee. But you know what, dude? I've seen a lot of bands where there's no Ryan yeah. or there's no Taylor to Ryan. There's no yeah. one going... I'm glad you went spelunking deep into your subconscious and brought back yeah. an entire dream. But this second verse needs to yeah. fucking go. And I've seen a lot of bands that don't have well, that. Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's that. There was no discernment. Right. There was no art is beautiful and flowy and magical and ethereal and dreamy. Yeah. But at some point, the conscious mind, ha- the brain, the thinking brain has to <laughs> yeah. go... At the end of the day, we do want people to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally. And I think as like a musician, um, especially if, if you're not like a lyrics first musician like Bob Dylan or something, there can be this desire to go deep within yourself and imagine that like you're looking for genius and then genius has come out. And 
constantly battling with that thing of yeah. like, oh, so what God, we but I don't have song, it. It's not song. there. Well, to your credit, you've, I mean, more than ever, I think we're super open to changes uh, lyrically on this one. Yeah. Like, this I ended is up the movie rewriting. Like, you realize that, right? <laughs> yeah. This is Hetfield saying, yeah. you guys right. Yeah, but we've done it since we were tw- like 13. And what long were, learning process. What were you saying? So there, there was the song you were mentioning. Yeah, just Ryan reworked like almost all the lyrics. Is he doing Lots that with you in the room or is he taking a pass? So then we always... Take a pass and then bring it and then we argue wow. and then I go back and then I bring it. And then and then now I'm... Pre- Passionate argue? Yeah. Yes. And then I'll... <laughs> and then I'll be like... <laughs> I've never hit a guest with a pillow before. I'm the first because one. That's that it. Was I threw a Pete Holmes show pillow you like, in your face, and you were delighted. I'm so I glad. Was, what if like, you were upset? I'm just so happy that you guys are like, yeah. yes, this is art. It fucking sucks, and it's rocky. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it it's um it like actually making the music is typically like 90% super joyful and easy and then it'll be like this album was due three months ago and we're like but we didn't finish the lyrics so we can't sing the last vocal Yeah, and we'll be like Mm -hmm. stressing out like burning studio time and money like Mm. doing this thing but then I'll be producing Ryan so then Ryan will give me some options and I'll be like fuck that's pretty good actually but not good enough for me like okay give me this and then like I'll be producing him rewriting the lyric. Well, then for I'll my be sitting song. there like, God, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like writing, scribbling, <laughs> and then like send it back. And then you're like, that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, like, it's just like wow. back and forth of like emotional. So a mutual respect. Yeah. See, I had that with Jed a little bit. We never, we never argued, but there would be like these conversations. But it ultimately almost came down, almost always came down to me being like, it's, it's Jed Apatow. And that mm. respect help me take notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you guys have that for one another. So you really yeah. do want the other to like what you're doing. Yes, and we sort of also have this implicit well we discuss it, but even though if it's a if it's a Taylor song and Taylor sort of has the reins, I still I don't have like carte blanche with it. I have to get sign off every now and then i'll we'll break it and i'll be like i don't care what anybody thinks but that's like one in ten thousand mm. and i and we all have to kind of get sign off through the filter of the band yeah at least uh, the other guys at the end of the day wow yeah and there's nothing like written down about that you're just no. freestyling we have no um like docs no yeah no yeah. mission statement formalized wow are you modeling it after anybody like lennon mccartney or something is there no. a relationship no, that you're yeah. like, that's that? I like the way they did it. Nope. You're just nope. No, because those head. are actually, oh, we're, we're more democratic than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a crazy. Oh, yeah. Is that right? No, yeah. you guys keep going. I'm tagging you in. Go ahead, Ryan. I'll be right gonna, back. What are we going to say about Ryan while he's gone? Uh, that he doesn't have. Have you ever been doing a live children? show and there's the lyric that Ryan rewrote and you just sing it the way you wrote <laughs> <laughs> no because then um this other weird thing happens where then we like we're in this swirl for one year eight months making the record and then it becomes the record and it congeals into so then like all you know then like we all have ownership in it in a different way right like it i have to have this conversation to go back and be like which one did ryan write and which one did I write? And I will remember. Yeah. But once I've sung the song a thousand or, you know, yeah. whatever, 100 times, yeah. then it takes on its own identity. Now it ha- now it's its own thing anyways. Right. And it starts to leave 
Well, it becomes like the band. my own ego. It's it becomes the, the now it's the band, and that's what's beautiful about a band. Exactly, and especially this band. I think people can feel when a band is just servicing a front a front person. Yeah, and it doesn't feel as lovely. It can feel thrilling, I guess. I'm thinking of like maybe I don't know Elvis. I don't know who had Elvis. That. I don't know who Elvis had that relationship. Was Elvis just was co- just doing covers. Yeah, yeah. No, but also like it's just Elvis. That's not a band. <laughs> He's just that's He's just his Elvis. name. <laughs> like um, the Killers or like um, uh, I mean almost every band is servicing the front person. Yeah, sort really? of. Oh wow, mostly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're But right. we have a perspective. I think like we are one of the most democratic bands kind of going. Like it was really common in the 60s and those when we were in high school we all wanted to sing and we all wanted to play. Yeah. And then we discovered, you know, the Zombies and the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Crosby Stills Nash and Young and right. we're like, oh, that that's one way to kind of do it. Right. So we've always had that model. Instead of splitting but it's into way four more bands. work. It's yeah. so much more work right and most bands we have seen on the road you know we met lots and lots of bands yeah don't really have that dynamic yeah i wonder if it makes it more doable ultimately because you're doing something collective as opposed to going like if this song sucks it's just on me you guys are you're sucking together and you're rocking together right like if it works you share that and if when it doesn't work it's all of your problem it's not you know, the, Definitely. the one guy yeah. has to go. I think having it. each other and, and the community and the communal bond, like we're so beyond, How you know, you work mates. Did you pee on the lawn? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find With the, the dog. Yeah. I peed on yeah. the lawn once to show my dog who's boss. You did? <laughs> I did. Really? I was like, and that was the real reason to my house, baby. He was watching. He knew what was, he knew what was happening. Was well, like, he could smell it too. <laughs> He, knows. he loved it. <laughs> he did. That's his favorite spot on the lawn. Is yeah. it? No, oh. I'm just kidding. He does not. I've been trying to communicate with him a long time. And it wasn't even an alpha move. It was just kind of, I was doing it because I wanted to be the universe peeing on my own lawn. Yeah. <laughs> it was the backyard. Sweet. Yeah. Everybody be cool. <laughs> I pee in my backyard like all the yeah, time. You had a- Do you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Because you don't want to go in and you're by some sort of fire pit drinking an IPA? Um, First part, not the second part. <laughs> so hip. <laughs> first part was just that you're at your house i'm at my house and i want to do it that part was correct yeah no ipa so i i I went on and on about my dumb religious beliefs but what are yours i know you guys were raised in the super church with the purpose-driven life and all that and i know you have christ you miss jesus so bad and you're gonna you're you're gonna crumble and that keeps giving no i'm doing i didn't want to give you that um, impression (laughs) i'm doing really great especially with with baby yeah did you watch perbiglia's i did what do you think? I saw it live. I haven't watched it on Nef- Netflix yet. What do you think of it live? Edit that out. <laughs> 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 well, you saw it live. You don't yeah, have I saw to it. immediately I it. watch it. I yeah, loved Netflix. it. I thought it was wonderful. I, you know, Mikey uh, had a different experience than me, and he knows me that. Too. We're very, very close. And and he had like he didn't want to have kids. He didn't want to get. Married so that's up. real. I was wondering how much he was playing into that a little bit. It's all because the arc real. of it was really fantastic. Yeah, it's all. So I thought maybe he was creating some of that arc. No, it's all. It's all very real, and um, I, I, I can't remember the specifics. But Val and I had more of a. I don't know. There was more ease with it. I, I didn't have the like. Yeah. What am I doing? We wanted to do it. Even when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to have kids. Right. Like even when I was a kid, I believed in God. There was just mm-hmm. like this 
disposition to be like did it make you do- what about the the thing where there's a, this relationship between the baby and the mother versus the father yeah what did you th- what did you think of that aspect? in a way my new hour is sort of a response to that not specifically to Birbiglia, but to the role of the dad mm-hmm. and how dads are kind of often this thing dragging along yeah and told that they're left out well, that that's a big thing is when, when I was looking up YouTubes on like whatever question I had, it was always a woman going like, what's up, moms? And then explaining it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is sort of fucked up. Mm-hmm. This sounds like I'm going to start a YouTube. I have no interest in that, but like for dad. <laughs> but like, and if I did find a dad one, it was always from this very aggro, like, okay, you're going to have yourself a beer, you're going to grab the right. baby, maybe a swimsuit edition, something right. for bro, you. Bro dads? Yeah, there was no like... Get in touch with your feminine side. Yeah. You're nurturing yeah. something. It's yeah. so fucking beautiful. To There's no something. changing tables in any male Guys, restrooms. No, I know. I was just at the. My wife was working, and I was at a hotel. Yeah, and I was watching the baby. Yeah, and I went to go change him, and there were, and uh, my sister was with me, and she had to change him in her restroom, which like probably is just obvious and makes sense. Yeah. But it, it was. I was like, "What's with that, man?" I know. Come on, there, that's. A lot of it... 2020? It, it's not so much an answer to Birbiglia as it's an answer to my own dad. And my dad did a great job, but he was definitely living out a cultural narrative that was not of his design. He, he was doing it. The woman does these things, and I, I'll work and provide. And I'm trying with my comedy and with this podcast, and I, that's why I love this conversation, is to be like, it is a beautiful thing to be like a capital F father and be involved and I straight up say in my act, like I, I like I change diapers. I make fun of Mikey for he told me that he doesn't change a lot of diapers because his wife is better at it. That's part of my act. Wow. And I, was, and I make fun of him for that. He knows this, by the way. Yeah. And I'm trying not to brag. I'm trying to be a, trying to set an example to be like I, I put my time in on the mat because it means so much. Yeah. And if I sit down cross-legged and I do the sign language for a book, my daughter comes over and sits in my lap. Oh. That fucking matters. Yeah. That, yeah. And so many men go like are told they can't let do me that. know when they're three. Yeah. Let me know when I can tell them jokes or do a magic trick. It's like, how about just hold it and shut the fuck up? Or how about you learn how to mirror? Women are so good at mirroring. Mm-hmm. Like if, even grown women. They, mm-hmm. Like if a woman is upset they just go like oh baby i know you know they do that and that is a very maternal thing men should be doing that with their relationships and their friendships and that you can also learn to do that with your baby and i'm better at doing it because my baby so when my baby's crying you don't go it's okay let's look out the window you go like i know one of the things you can have this if you want we just go big feelings big feelings Mm, big feelings val made the point that if i started weeping no one would scoop me up. That's violating. Mm-hmm. And just like turn on the TV or, or 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 start singing a song. You would rub my back and let me feel it. Yeah. And that's and that's what we do with the baby. Mm-hmm. And you also notice that this is a hundred percent Val. So Lee will be. You'll see that she wants to cry. Mm-hmm. She needs to cry. There's mm-hmm. something. There's so much ambiguity and emotion swirling in all of us. We've learned how to mask it. Yeah, and hide it. I've been needing to cry a little bit, not yeah, a lot, let it but out. a little bit. Yeah, and you learn that from your baby. So I'll see her. Lee's walking now, and she'll fall on her bottom a thousand times a day. But every once in a while, she falls and it makes her cry. Why did that one hurt more? No, it's because she needed to cry. Mm-hmm. So let her cry. It's okay. Like let it happen. And when you don't resist. It's another beautiful teaching. It's like, okay, now we're being sad, and that yeah. is valid, and that's okay. Right. And, you know, coincidentally, that helps it pass faster yeah. than just, you know, 
spraying Febreze on the pile of shit in the room. Yeah, like, right. Like just being that. aware of it and like acknowledging it instead of being like, no, 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 no. You're not. You're not feeling that. It's part of it. Yeah. We. I, I'm really hoping we can maintain that. I'm confident that we can into her you know, later years to be like, now we're angry. Yeah. Instead of being like, well, don't be angry. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you should be nice. Like, let's be angry. Let, yeah. Let's be yeah. sad. Let's be depressed. Let's mm-hmm. be whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's part of the curriculum. It's what we're doing. Yeah. Any of Can the... you imagine anything better than your dad being like, you're sad. Let's fucking be sad. And the, I have these fantasies. Me and Lee are just being depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We draw the blinds and we're eating pizza and we're watching Magnolia. Yeah. And and Lee, and Val comes home and we're just like, "Mama, we're we're sad today." Yeah. Fuck the world today. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that'd be That's it. Yeah. Mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing yeah, instead yeah. of like, "Let's go to a ball game." I'm not saying there's not time to cheer people up, but there's also time to just go like, "We're anxious." Oh my god, yeah, we're anxious. Let's be anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're we're mist, we're vapor being anxious. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like you wanting to upload your consciousness. Let's be vapor being anxious. Right. Yeah. It's that, a beautiful thing. That reminds me of Christianity trying to cheer you up about death right away. Yeah. And my, uh, our son was born and then my wife had had this dog. This is a sad story for 10 years, uh, 14 years old dog. And he was holding on. And then like two weeks or a week after his birth, the, the dog died Mm. and we had to, I had to go put him down Mm. and I was in the room with him putting him down. And it was, so I was in a raw state from the baby. From the baby, yeah. And you had someone come in the indoor, and now you're sending someone mm-hmm. out the outdoor. Yes, and same door. This same dog, door. Same, same door, same baby. Door. Same one door. In, one's one a out. doggy door. One now. in, one <laughs> out. Yeah. One fly. Lightning crash. Love it. An angel opens <laughs> Cover lightning crashes. What if I start telling you what to do? You guys should cover lightning crashes. You should be our manager. <laughs> I'm already your chaplain. Yeah, exactly. What if I do Many bring hats. you on at the Greek and I'm like, and I'm so excited they're opening with lightning crashes. <laughs> like, guys, I, do you learn it? I don't know. You we know how to it. play it. Just do it. You can figure out. I'm trying to think of the other worship songs that used to uh, used to rock. Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Power ballad. It's great. <laughs> that uh-huh. that song is one. If Brings I had to list my like ten most influential. <laughs> uh, how about that and uh, Jesus Freak. Oh, a what little will people uh, think. Uh, yeah, I remember moshing to that at church camp. Because it's, it's a rip-off rap. of Teen Spirit. Is you it? Yes. 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 It opens yes. with like a... Yeah. I don't even it's think the I... the same thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that weird? Damn. So you were saying, dog goes down. What is it? Marmalade jelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we go around like marmalade jelly. Because he couldn't catch a rhythm of his belly with his head. Yeah. Because I couldn't match the rhythm of my body with his head. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> saves is what it raved in a typical tattoo <laughs> green. He stood on a box in the middle of the city and he said he had a dream. <laughs> Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Oh man. On fire. We need a mashup of those two. That was a that was a banger. As they say. Don't want to hear that mashup. The way that I don't want to watch music docs, I don't want to hear that. It's like when you figure out that um, any way you want it is standing at the edge of tomorrow, the Saved by the Bell of College years. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, (laughs) and it's all up to me how far I go. Really? Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. That's amazing. People are going like, we want something that sounds like this, and they go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mix it a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. So your dog's dead. (laughs) 
<laughs> right back to that. Right back. My dog to said, the... and it it hit me so hard. Yeah, being in the room as a, as a life passed through, and it was yeah. just so intense. And I haven't been um, like around death that intimately. I think since I I was last a Christian, and since it was like you know. Yeah, it's sad, but it's actually better. Right, so it's there. not sad at all. It's great. Let's right. have a party. Right. And that's kind of like the Christian story, um, at least as it was, maybe it's not always, but right. as it was told to us when we were kids. And I just like sat in how sad it was. Yeah. And I and we just cried for days. That's right. You know, and mourned it and let it let it go through our bodies. And it was so like... Uh, satisfying in, in a deeper right. way. Saying no to that is unholy, I think. Mm-hmm. And holy being whole, the whole thing. Yeah. The grief and the sadness and the doubt and the pain and the fear. It's not a flaw in the system. Thomas Merton says that like faith without doubt is completely meaningless. Yeah. It, it has to be the up and the down. In fact, every day you're trying to re-remember. It's not like you just wake up and you're golden. You're like you're trying to re-remember. That's like I feel like now that you know Sorry you guys both have uh, <laughs> no worries, man. young kids. Like how how are you gonna like raise them? You know, like we were raised in Christianity or whatever. Like yeah. how do you how do you instill in them? You know, a sense of like uh, vegetal to live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, are you are they gonna raising. like rebel against you know you pushing like a Ram Dass book in front of them or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like is it or do you just let them discover it on their they own? They tend or are to you do trying the opposite. To, yeah, unless you tr- really. I think the name of the game is trying to look like you're doing nothing. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing to rebel against. Right. Val and I take comfort in the idea that no one is turned off by uh, present loving people. Uh-huh. That is what we'd like to teach her is, is how to be present, how to be loving, and how to be non-resistant and, and flowing. Yeah. And that is always appealing to everybody. And and regardless of, but I am curious. I was just today. I was watching Richie this morning. And I was like, should we raise her Franciscan? Like, I just don't know. Uh-huh. But I, if you like Rob with his kids now, like I see them finding they could go to a local native show and that would be their church, or, yeah. or they could go to the ocean. If you learn how to see, it doesn't matter what you're seeing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you have this. There's something inside you that wants to teeter this way. So it almost doesn't matter what it is. Again, Richie says this thing. He's like, it's not the hot air balloon that made you happy. There was something in you that was leaning towards happiness, and, and it, it chose the hot air balloon to like unlock it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the hot air balloon itself. Because a sad person looks at the hot air balloon, and you know it, it doesn't trigger that. Yeah. It could have been a, a, a particle of dust in a, in a sunbeam, and you're just like, well, right, <laughs> it made you right, happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's not the thing. It's how you're looking at the thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so dog going out, baby coming in. What is the what is? Do you believe? What do you believe about God? I guess is my question. I I think um, that anybody who thinks that they know what's happening is they don't know what's happening. Yeah. So that's kind of. But then also the flip side of it is. I feel like full of kind of awe and wonder and that anything is possible. So I feel super open to like, we, you know, we've discovered a meditation practice Mm -hmm. and, you know, found kind of spiritual connectivity and, you know, these other kind of guides and teachers. Going to a float, flotation deprivation tank. There you go. You know? Totally. There's your church, baby. (laughs) There's your church. Yeah. Well, that's Taoism. There's this line in, in, um, 
the Tao Te Ching, which is like, uh, he who speaks doesn't know, mm. and he, he who knows has no need to speak, but here we are talking. It's right, a funny right. thing. That's a Ram Dass line where he's like, but here we are talking. It's okay. Like, we, we, we can't put it into language. It's like your LSD trip, mm. Ryan. Like, you can't bring it back, or you can't bring back the feeling. No matter how, if I'm like, what's it like to play the Greek, and you're really in the pocket, you can't really describe it. It's okay, though. It's all okay. Like, yeah. that was a feeling I would get from when I was on psychedelics or something, I'd be like, wow, we're so off. Mm. Not in a bad way, in a good way. I was like, wow, we are dogs trying to understand the internet. But then there would be this concurrent feeling of like, oh, beautiful dogs, beautiful dogs. Yeah. yeah. Richie Rohr adds this beautiful thing he says about, it's not our perfection that pleases God. It's that we're do like everything we do sort of is appreciated and loved. And he likens it, you're going to like this, I think, to a child. You'll both like it. I don't mean to be. No, please. <laughs> I'm just saying it meant more to me because we have Leela. When a child makes a drawing and you put it on the fridge and it means so much to you, it's not that it's Picasso. It's that your kid did it yeah, for yeah. you. So your efforts, even if they're not complete, if they're not perfect, if they're not right, it's that you you had this earnest drive so young taylor who was on fire for the lord fucking gorgeous nothing wrong with it i don't i don't have fantasies about going back and being like listen to alan watts man because it wasn't time and and people listening maybe it's not time for that yet it's okay wherever you are this is your drawing for the universe and the universe puts it on the motherfucking fridge dude yeah it's okay (laughs) that's that overwhelming sense of okay but as long as young taylor wasn't like kind of like harming anyone else like with the with his right. on fire like i don't know i sometimes wonder if it's like you turned somebody off with i think that. that class you know it was it's okay that that uh english class that we yeah proselytized but the yeah. anger that you might have you might have hardened somebody that yeah. was also their story mm. yeah to be hardened right by you okay two, you see, two weirdos yeah. that's that sort of all in the game yeah the rain watering the flowers and the thorns. It's like even the nasty bits yeah. gets really pretty far out. <laughs> so wait, so then like, is there nothing, nothing that could be wrong or, or bad, I guess? Like I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to like, no, I know it all the way out. I'm like, you know, yeah, I, the extremes of it, I guess. Yeah. That is where I get caught up with it. For sure. I am totally with you and I don't have yeah. that figured out either. Right. People sometimes say, uh, somebody said about the, Michael Gunger and Valerie and I did an episode and we were talking about non-resistance and, and the perfection of all things. And, mm-hmm. and I thought we did a good job saying that doesn't mean you don't work to change things. Obviously, right. harmony and love and, and beauty are valuable things. Yeah. Uh, you have to work towards those things. There's just going to be a quiet part of you that goes like, it's what Jesus said. Jesus said the poor will always be here. The the pain will always be here. You know, yeah. like, it's it's just how it is. Okay. I used to grow up thinking that we could have like a u a utopia, mm-hmm. but we're talking about that. So you're Adele, but you're depressed. Like right. that's what we're talking about. Like it's yeah. it's always happening because that's what we're doing. Yeah. Did you we see like, um, Ricky Gervais opening monologue? I didn't. Did you hear about it? I heard a little bit about it. It was incredible. Was it? He. Did you see it? No. Really? Uh-uh. Did you see it? He brutalized the audience so insanely. The best line, I think, was, you know, um, you guys kind of talk about, like, caring for the world and having these causes and these ideas, but what about the companies that you're making these for? It's Apple, Amazon, 
uh, and Disney. And, you know, if ISIS opened a streaming service tomorrow, you call your agent. <laughs> Yikes. And everyone just cringed or yeah. did they laugh or? Both. They were oh, groaning God. and that cringing and groaning. But he was just brutality. like. He, I, I just, I thought it was kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, I feel like you and I talk about this a lot. Like, is there a way to have a, um, uh, like ethics, morality without religion? Like if religion you know was cast aside like is there like a universal is there any universal truths that you can kind of you know form into a uh well i think that's where you get the golden rule love yeah. your neighbors you love so yourself. it's just that. i've wanted to do bits about how like for example on shark tank it's fucked up that i that they just talk so frankly it's like i made this pen uh-huh. and it costs five cents to make yeah and they're all like well <laughs> if we did that in china it would be two cents yeah they're saying this in front of us yeah right yeah. and then they're like and we charge 1995 yeah and instead of having an issue with that we just order one yeah, they're like, like yeah. brilliant like, that looks brilliant. like a great pen yeah even though we know it costs exp- i can't even do the math uh-huh. of how many times over the cost and we're just like i'm like that's fucked up i'm like okay i could do that mm-hmm. it's weird that we're just getting these people rich and i'm like yeah, you're talking to people and you charge them to come in. Like, I'm also complicit in that markup. Right. Well, the whole system of our world. Phenomenon. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to talk about, but you, you, we're all doing it. Yeah. It's like, I'm charged. You guys are paying me. I'm making a profit from this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tricky thing to talk about. So, yeah, yeah if you want to go like, we're all serving money, we're all serving the ISIS streaming service or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Tricky, tricky thing. And I mean, I know, I'm sure Ricky is smart enough to know this. He's the beneficiary of right. that as well. So I think that is part of what makes it bold and maybe even courageous to talk that way. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. But I do think right now we're in this like this nice, um, I don't know, pocket of, yeah, being so open to to seeing what goes on. It's like maybe after you die, it's like, Lights out, that's it. Maybe after you die, you realize it's all a video game from some kid in the future playing our reality. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a reincarnation. Like, I, I just, I think, like, investigating right now feels like at least where both of us have been at a lot lately. Yeah. I think the focus, which uh, instead of, like, the focus being about God, but I think maybe it's another way to say God, is the focus is on being present yeah. and yeah. connection yeah. and experience in this yeah, yeah. which is another way of oh wait it. can you uh, can you do that thing <laughs> from your stand-up about the orange for taylor because i tried to do it for him and he was not impressed like he was like i think i totally botched it and he was just like he was like yeah i don't see anything i was like no 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 like see it in front of you like I just felt well, it's like funny. I we, well, we, we were it. just oh. doing it when you said, yeah. "Did you watch Ricky Gervais yeah. on the Golden Globe?" I saw a translucent yeah. image of Ricky Gervais in a tuxedo oh, right. at the Golden yeah. Globe. So are you? I mean, you're doing it right now. That's the yeah. power of language. Yeah. But it's like what? Like when we say God is something in my imagination, it's like, well, who is imagining? Uh-huh. Like, what is an imagination? So the bit is, I can't. I don't even know. No, I, I didn't mean to put that. you on the spot. Sorry, I just remember no, it's like watching we it for earlier. Taylor. But yeah, but it was like picture an orange. What the fuck? Like, how are you doing that? Like, remember it's when overlaid. Ryan went to the bathroom? Like, I do. I remember I was sitting on the edge. Like, but how am I doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are all these, like, basic things to being alive mm-hmm. that just aren't remarkable until you stop. Exactly. And yeah. the first time I did that, I was stoned. I was sitting in my front yard. It was a beautiful sunny day. And I had yeah. one of those good stones. Sometimes stone just means you watch Alf and it's fucking bullshit. And sometimes you sit in your front yard and you're just like, 
how am I hearing the voice in my head? Like there's ears in my brain, right? But that's <laughs> yeah. consciousness itself. That's mm-hmm. that's a very mm-hmm. profound awakening to realize that there's something inside of you listening to your thoughts, which means you aren't your thoughts. Which means you're the thing listening to your brain. Your brain is a servant to the awareness. <laughs> it, right. Or you could say the awareness is a product of of your brain, I suppose. But that doesn't really satisfy. Yeah, me. yeah. I don't know why. Just intuitively. But that's what I'm trying to get the audience to do. Like, how are you picturing? How are you seeing something that only you can see? And then I say, sing happy birthday in your head. And they do it. And I'm like, how are you hearing that? Like, how are you hearing that? And make it louder, make it quieter. Like, these are the games I think you should play. If you can't sleep at night, just sing a song in your head and try and make it louder. Mm -hmm. For me, I can't do it. It's just the voice sounds like it's louder, but it's always the same level. Mm. Yeah. And I say, how do you know your level is the same as my level? And that's maybe what crazy people are. Maybe their level is really high. Right. And it's like, <laughs> get a hammer and kill Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right, if that's this what'll Dan make it guy, stop. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. a, that's a big thing. People are like, I heard voices. It's like, we're all fucking hearing voices. We just confused and thought it was us. And that is mm-hmm. one of the first steps to liberation is, yeah. is, is thoughts aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. It's just something that you're watching go by. Right. That's been that like, yeah, a really fascinating thing to like explore lately is like mindfulness meditation, like viewing things as objects in consciousness. Like what is this like prior state? Yeah. And thing. then like, back like, to the baby. It's yeah. just unbelievable to watch a being start from ground zero. Because like that's just awareness. One. Yeah. And it also, but you realize that everybody did it. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. was born, which just completely blew my mind. Yeah. I can't believe we don't remember. Yeah. We never think about the fact that we were babies. Right. Yeah. Even when you're like, oh, you're a baby photo, you don't think. About was being me. a baby and like that consciousness was coming right together. I thought about that when I was rocking Lee. I was like, "We this can be mm. smaller." <laughs> <laughs> you're such like, a, it doesn't you're need so to be this. Yeah. You're so much yeah, bigger than a baby. But yeah. this is not necessary for me yeah. to be. Right. Mm. It could be smaller. Yeah. In yeah. fact, you could, could sever everything. I could just chip. be a head in a jar. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. And yeah. then it's still that. Well, mm-hmm. how small can we go? Yeah. And then you're looking for the soul. Yeah. That's basically what you're playing. Yeah. It's really fucking trippy. Yeah. And then we need Mary Oliver to help us understand. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, we need a poet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the local natives. Nice. Drop it. <laughs> I know your music. <laughs> Drop <laughs> it. <laughs> I know your big hit. <laughs> Fjorgen Dorgan. <laughs> I've listened to Dorgan. all of that. I love your hit Fjorgen Dorgan. Thanks, man. Well, we argued about that lyric for a we long time. We did. I want a Jorgen yeah. Schmorgen. Yeah. <laughs> what we always said because we've we've gotten pretty trippy, man. This has been like a real uh, weed yeah. session, man. I'm fucking freaking out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just uh, this vapor has been pretty interesting. What is the hardest time you've laughed collectively or each of you on your own? And it doesn't have to be like the hardest time, but if you're laughing so ever hard, or recently, it doesn't matter. Oh, tell me about a time you laughed so hard you cried. Recently, uh, oh, go ahead. Ryan. Oh no, I mean this is the first one that popped in my mind. Do you remember Please. we used to, so I had like a, a mini ping pong table at my house in high school. And we used to play. Yes, mini I ping? know exactly what you're gonna say. A mini ping. <laughs> He's always and loved um, <laughs> me. Me. 
Like not getting hurt. I don't know what's wrong with me, but when it's Taylor me, gets uh, hurt, it's always someone getting hurt. Dude, yeah, I don't, it, for some reason he like swung and missed. and yet you want a universe with no suffering. I know, and every I know. time I ask this question, <laughs> they're like, sorry. "This dude ate it," and then they're like, "Why can't we just be at peace?" And it's like, then I saw my grandmother slip on I a know. fucking dog I shit, know. and she felt her teeth came out, and we wept. I'm like, which is it? You want to just sit around and sing? Kumbaya, or you when, want when Granny Taylor falling on dark? But I played the funniest. Sound. It's kind like, of like a the, play. It's like, it's like what happened? You I, fell. I played into it. Um, I'm doing like I'm kind of acting. He like swung and missed, and the wall is super close, and it's like a glass door, and he like smashed into it really hard, and you just like, ah, oh, damn it! Like. <laughs> I know what I did. I remember that when you started speaking, I remembered it exactly. And it was 15 years ago. Yeah. So Tell was like, me everything. No, <laughs> like smashing into glass, doing Every that, and crumpling Taylor into the corner. Like you were going for a mini me. penny? Uh, ping, yeah, a mini penny? Yeah. What's that? Mini ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> correct. So you, you missed, I thought yeah, you were correct. You penny. missed the mini penny and you fell into a glass door? Yeah. <laughs> like and but you made the greatest sound as you did it too. Yeah. I know. Oh, damn it. Oh my god. It's it's too hard. I can't to believe that. I don't answer. know. No, no. It's just you the did first cry. One that came into my head. I remember you crying, sir. Uh, I, me, and my friend Ern. Shout out to Ern again. We were leaving the Taco Bell in Burlington because that's where we hang, or as we called it, the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. We were walking out, and this big biker dude. Oh man, he was so big. I was such an idiot. Because I was like 15, yeah, probably 16 because we drove there. And I was walking out and he walked into the glass door. Oh, was locked, man. And he slammed into it. Was he yeah. wearing the whole get up and everything? In my memory, he is. Okay. But I think he was just wearing a like an undershirt. Okay. Like a dangerous guy yeah. going to Taco Bell yeah. in his 50s. And, <laughs> and a 16-year-old kid just went, ah! <laughs> and just died he laughing. Gets he gets it. And even Ern was like... I think you could have just died. Like I think, <laughs> I think that guy might have killed you. But I was so on fire yeah, for life yeah. that I was just like, yeah. he walked into a door. Yeah. We laughed. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How about this other one? Uh, we had a we had a bassist fill in for us for a second. This guy, uh, uh, he now plays in a band, Fiddler. And remember, yes, my lo- yes, me, Lord. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one was pretty good. Do you want to do it for him? How could you recreate that character? It's so hard. It's basically this this like <laughs> servant character who's yeah. like, "Lord, I miss you." We'd just be practic- We'd be teaching him local native songs, and then he'd be like, "Lord, I miss you, Lord. Why don't you speak to me anymore? Lord, I got you your favorite bits from the fields." Lord, Lord, look is at this me. the bass player? Yes. Yeah. And Are we're you like, sure he wasn't so- playing the lute? <laughs> We're like, the song, it's this riff next. And he'd be like, I miss you, Lord. I miss you, Lord. For no reason? Yeah. It was great. (laughs) So as confusing as it is for me, it was for you guys. That's why I was like, why... We ha- we'd have to like keep- it just went on I'm forever. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I love watched it. this. No, right. you didn't watch it. <laughs> Do you have another one? Mine is different from yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is like so. My baby has been asleep Aww. mostly, um, but starting to smile a little bit, and then in his sleep, after being milk drunk, he just started laughing oh in God. his sleep. And my wife and I were watching this, and we just started crying and laughing. It was the most. 
Yeah, mine's different than yours. Yeah, well, yours is all sweet. <laughs> I just had a baby. Okay. I, I, are you impressed that I haven't been speaking about I my baby the whole it. time? I love that you are right now. Okay, so I'm trying not to only sleeping baby just starts laughing mm. in its dream about you know what? What could it be? What could it be? It was probably you. It was probably it boobs. only knows two people. Yeah, and two boobs. <laughs> it was probably boobs. Yeah. Ama- but we were it was just amazing yes i i feel that so hard yeah do you remember the first time you saw her laugh yeah it was beth it was my sister-in-law made her laugh she was doing like a, we have a video of it really she laughed Whoa. like a conscious like oh god it wow. was fucking unbelievable amazing but a baby laughing in its sleep i think is deeply profound mm. that is and this me. was very early on before yeah, yeah. you know babies like Elio, his name's Elio. Is like just consciousness is just yeah. waking up, and it's laughing. Laughing, See, I feel like that's like a clue. Yeah, yeah. to the cosmic joke. Totally. It's like, look. Yeah, okay. this is hilarious. This vapor. Is you a baby guys. Mm. Do you have the thing where you're like, babies are enlightened. They know. Of course, they we've are. forgotten. Yeah. Babies are God. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, every okay. time I see Elio, that's what I I'm think. like, I'm like, what do you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that Richie Roro. You cued it up perfectly. He tells his story all the time, and people on this podcast have heard it again, but I've heard it. Think of how many times I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> You've told it a uh, hundred like, times. It's Richie's story. There's like a three-year-old boy. I had him tell it on the podcast, and they had a baby, and the three-year-old was like, I want to be alone with the baby. And uh, the parents put their ear up to the door, and the, baby, the three-year-old wanted to talk to the baby, and he said, uh, where were you? Tell me. I'm starting to forget. Oh. Oh, Where wow. were you? What is this? Like, wow. Like knowing that the baby <laughs> oh my knew. God. Was what? Like, I, I'm starting to forget. That's insane. Isn't that awesome? That's so when awesome. When I had Richie tell that story, he goes, why do people love that story? <laughs> I, I, but I, I don't That's think he meant it. He just meant yeah. like, yeah, people love stories about like That's a greatest hit. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a greatest hit. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? Where were you? Where, where did we come from? I'm starting to forget. Through I, the portal. I pulled him out. Really? Yeah, I caught him. Wow. Which I don't know why they call it that. Because it's not being thrown. No. It's more of a pry. Yeah. I didn't pry. You didn't pry? I didn't jaws of life it. Yeah. No. I I let the doctor do that. Yeah. Because I... I wanted to experience that. Get in there. I did touch Leela's head as she was crowning. So while she was still one with... Wasn't that... And I was like, this is... And sometimes I touch Leela's head now and I'm like... I say a lot of things to Leela all the time, but I go like... I touched this like I was like I I met you this you told second her you were born one thing like that I've known you the whole time. the whole time yeah. one thing that blew my mind about that moment was the in between when they're in utero yeah and then coming out and then there's this time before they take the first breath that's right they're still do you the remember mom. that yeah they're still basically the mom but they're in they're in but they're outside yeah um but haven't breathed yet that's right kind of gray so for a minute Mm. it's just like your wife's lungs or something yeah that's what i mean it's like a body part comes out and it's like you cut off your foot and then your foot just starts running around yeah (laughs) and you're like that was my foot but now it's dan yeah Old Danny, this Dan fellow, he keeps coming Who up. I hope it's there's a crazy dance. person trying to kill him with a hammer. I know. A lot of Dan's yeah. In this episode. yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys feel good? I feel wonderful. I feel, feel great. fantastic. Yeah. Was this everything you wanted it to be? <laughs> it's bizarre being here after Absolutely. being fans for so long. Yeah, like, all we want to talk uh, about was we're super stoked. God, yeah. Christianity, and and he did it, and babies, and the sauna. You saw the sauna. Oh, the you sauna. did put and, the sauna. And in is there kachava around? Kachava's in the house. Baby. New oh, okay. Neutro Goop. 
Yeah. Neutro goop. What's There's that? Alpha Brain on the desk. Isn't oh. that what you? That's that's Alpha Brain right there. That's the stuff. And the Charlotte's Web. I can give you guys some Charlotte's Web. Uh, that'd be amazing. You want some CBD? I would love to. I'd love that. Try it. CWHemp.com/slash/weird. Ten percent off. <laughs> I am not saying for you. I'm saying if other people want to try it. But oh I, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll happily give you. <laughs> no, I mean, have you ever we'd tried be it? Honored. No. No. The first time I I, I had uh, I had pot. What am I a narc? <laughs> I was like, I wish there was something like this that would like feel good in my body but not make me want to just like eat cheetos and watch star yeah, wars right, right. i wish there was something that would just kind of like help but mm. not get you intoxicated so it's hemp yeah. which com- so it's not cannabis right but it's cbd and it and it's just like a, a wonderful mood elevating edge softening plant ally that i love i think you guys God, are gonna sounds love it. great how wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's almost subperceptual but you'll enjoy it uh, Wonderful. Yeah, that's what I've been looking for. So anyway, Local Natives, what's the new record? Because I, I actually like your new stuff. I hope this is cool. I like it more than your old stuff. I'd love to hear that. That's the awesome. ideal. Yeah. Because Val and I were talking about the old stuff versus the new stuff, and I was like, that's so funny. I remember listening to the Monkey record, and yeah. I liked it a lot, but then I listened to your new stuff in prep for this episode, and I was like, yeah. guys, <laughs> oh man, that's it. so cool. Thank you. You're figuring it the fuck out, and it's getting that. better. That's good. Uh, you can't say that about a lot of bands. A lot of bands yeah. are putting, even bands that I like, are putting out records that are, were informed by their last mm-hmm. records, and they're like, okay, how do we do that again? Yeah. But then there are bands like The National, which is obviously my favorite band. Their their most mm-hmm. recent record, you're just like, oh, you guys are radio heading it, meaning mm-hmm. like every record's new. Every record's like something. So like if there is a criticism I have about Star Wars, which I would say to anybody and people yeah. would agree, is that it's not necessarily uh, necessary. Meaning there's something that people like, let's make more of it. Yes. And sometimes that can be a flaw in mm-hmm. every type of art. And then there's records that you're like, oh, something woke these guys up. Yeah. They had to get out of bed and write this one. Yeah. And that's what's happening every record. So well done. Wow. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Yeah, You're appreciate welcome. it. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> would you guys... He was lying. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'm not that I was lying. Um, we, we have the guests say Keep It Crispy. You can say it together. It's how we end. Or you can say it separately. It's really up to you. We'll obviously say it together. Three. Wait. I'll do it rock and roll. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Keep, Keep it crispy. It crispy. That's not how rock and roll does it. <laughs> a one, a two, a two, a a two three, a four. A run around yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect. Now I know how to do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's too <laughs> fast. <laughs> that was too fast. That's, that's what punk, my that's band punk rock. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we did. You get yeah. it. I get it. I'm, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool guy. <laughs> I have the seat. <laughs> Crispy, I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get me. I'm so